Welcome to Try Friend Heroes, a Legend of Zelda podcast. I'm Ellen. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kazum. In this podcast, we're aiming to explore the Legend of Zelda series from the beginning, in order, and including some spin-offs, to see what we can learn about Link's Zelda and the world of Hyrule. And we'll be discussing gameplay, visuals, music from the game, and as well as the lore and stories of Hyrule, but maybe not in like one timeline like Brian David Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> and to kick off this podcast, I think we should start with introducing ourselves and talking about our experience with the Legend of Zelda series. And also any hopes that we have for this podcast as we explore the world of Hyrule from beginning to end. Or whatever, beginning to now, not end. <laughs> It'll never end. Theoretically, there's a Breath of the Wild 2 in progress, right? Yeah, yep, we may be able to get to it. <laughs> Maybe. We I, might, actually. Huh? It's like, I saw I saw footage. <laughs> yeah, but they're cute. there was footage in like 2019. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> it's okay, we're only crying on the inside. Um, I'll start... So my name is Ellen. Um, all of us hosted a podcast together about the anime or the manga series Full Metal Alchemist uh, previously. So if you're joining us because you listen to that, hi, welcome back. Um, Love you. If not, yes. <laughs> if not, hi, hi for the first time. And I always knew about the Legend of Zelda series, but my first kind of like real experience with it was playing Wind Waker. So I didn't, we didn't, me and my sister had a N64 and played it a lot, but didn't have like Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. Um, or any of those any of the games kind of before that and so that was my first experience and it was a great game and until recently it was my favorite zelda game but i think breath of the wild which is the most recent legend of zelda game is my new favorite it's stolen my heart <laughs> and surpassed wind waker's place in my heart this series i'm hoping to just kind of experience every, the series from end to end and like actually beat some games other than breath of the wild i have technically <laughs> almost beaten wind waker almost i got to the last boss but i never finished it and i was like i'll finish that someday and then like <laughs> You know, went to university and then <laughs> never did. <laughs> oh, actually, I think what happened was the Wii came out, probably. So there you go. Um, did, did you never get it for the Wii U? Did you have a Wii U? I have it for the Wii U, you yes. Okay. Yeah, I just, I started it and then, you know, yeah. I don't know, I had a job. <laughs> yep. So whatever. So yeah, actually, I will be forced to play it on the Wii U unless I can find my GameCube before <laughs> then. I'm ever, Cosmo and Kayla have been listening to me complain about this for the last like three weeks that I can't find. I moved before we started recording this. And now I can't find my GameCube. And I'm really sad about it. I found a bunch of other games, but not but not Wind Waker, and I'm mad. Anyway, so I'll be playing it on <laughs> Wii U probably when the time comes when we get to that part of the series. But I guess speaking of which, we'll be we'll be playing the games like in the order that they were released, but sometimes through emulators or other things, um, like through re-releases. Re-releases, yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> remakes. I don't know. Look Isn't there, there's one exception that we're putting them close together right yes I mean, uh, technically four swords is out of order because you've got all the multiplayer games together oh uh, that might be, i think that, that was what i one. moved yeah, yeah. okay yes but yes it. yeah mm -hmm. the original four swords which came out with the gba re-release of a link to yes. the past <laughs> yes mm -hmm. yes so we're gonna play link to the past and then later later much later many months from now we're gonna play mm -hmm. four swords and four swords adventure in theory, if we can find a way to play them together, because both of them were on consoles that are not online, so that'll be a good time. Um, but yeah, we're gonna play those games together, and like toward the end of this series, we'll like look at spinoffs, like Link's Crossbow Training, the greatest Zelda spinoff, <laughs> or um, like Hyrule Warriors or Smash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have think we have a, an episode planned that's like just all the spinoffs. So yes, all right. So I want to hear from <laughs> from you about the things your experience with Legend of Zelda and what you're hoping to do in this podcast series. Very technically, my first experience playing a Zelda game was playing the Majora's Mask like 
like a display version in uh, Best Buy. <laughs> Whoa, Best Buy. I thought you were going to say Blockbuster. <laughs> no. And I was really excited. <laughs> and having no clue what was going on and really wanting to see what happened when that timer went down. But I always had to, <laughs> you know, leave and go home when my parents left the store. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I remember wandering around uh, Clock Town as uh, Deku Link, wondering what the fuck I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my first actual game was also Wind Waker. Just like you, I had um, I had a N64 as a kid, but I wasn't really into the Zelda series at that point. And so yeah. the first time I actually sought one out and played it was Wind Waker, which I love. It's probably still my favorite of this game. I like Breath of the Wild a lot, but it's so different that mm-hmm. it almost like... It almost feels like its own category of the Zelda games. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. it's a it is a completely different game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, since then I've played most of the ones that have come out since then to some degree, even if I didn't like finish them. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I have a vivid memory of hanging out with a friend who had an N sixty four, and he was excited for Ocarina of Time, and he got me really excited for it. And he had like this this can of SpaghettiOs that I guess had promotional image. <laughs> he let me take that home and I put that on my like nightstand by my bed and I'd like stare at it and be like, oh my god, that's so cool. Wow. Was this an empty can or did it still No, have it was it? I think ah, uh, I don't <laughs> Actually it may it may have been a full can, but I didn't like SpaghettiOs, so I never ate it. Or it could have been an empty it could have been an empty can and I, I guess it was washed out. I don't know why you would have that though. This isn't the story that I was expecting. So. <laughs> so then, I love the image of Baby Cosm just staring longingly at this can yeah. of spaghetti. It was on his like, stand. Wow, I can't wait for Ocarina of Time. Wow, and it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. and then yeah. So so uh, this was before I even had an N sixty four, I think, and I was able to get one shortly after, and I got Zelda Ocarina of Time. Nice, loved it. Got Majora's Mask, and that had been my favorite game for the longest time. Ooh. And then, I mean, Wind Waker I enjoy a lot, but there's just something about Majora's Mask. I think I think a lot of it is the aesthetics of it. It's just mm-hmm. a very different and, like, kind of creepy and, like, strange, weird world. I just really like that. Yeah, it has a mood. <laughs> a vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the Lavender Town of video games. Mm-hmm. It kind of is. There's yeah. just as, probably just as many uh, creepypastas about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've not been exposed I know about the creepy moon, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. And I know that it's a creepy game, but yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see this take on uh, mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda. And then I've pretty much played every Zelda game since, and I think I've beaten them all. Um, that has been released since. So I I think... Since Majora's since Mask. Uh, since Ocarina. Or since Ocarina yeah. of Time. Um, yeah. I think Zelda 1 I don't think I ever beat. Zelda 2 I don't think I had ever played before this. And Link's Awakening, I hadn't played until the re-release. You played the Switch version? Yeah, I played the Switch version. But I think everything since, you know, Ocarina of Time, I've played and beaten. <laughs> and, like, my favorite game changes, because Breath of the Wild was so good. I've gotten into um, Ocarina of Time Randomizer, which is a whole <laughs> whole thing. Uh, I've I've played a lot of that, and I oh my god, it's made me love that game even more. <laughs> Have you played um, the, like, Breath of the Wild Second Wind? No, what Has is Has anyone that? heard of this? It's like no. a fan-created thing. I don't know that much about it. I was just curious. So Second Wind is an ambitious community project that aims to bring new content to Breath of the Wild through mods and other fan-favorite ideas. <clears throat> so it's just Breath of the Wild mods. Cool. It's kind of interesting because the Zelda series has a long history of like a second quest. Yes. So it's kind of interesting that fans are kind of doing the same thing. 
<laughs> I think that Zelda 1 was like one of the first games to have a second quest. Mm-hmm. Like the first yeah, it's like one of the first games any, ever any to have game. any kind of new game plus yeah. type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and plus in, in uh, well, I mean, from Wind Waker, you can play in Link's PJs at the end. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember if it's the same game, but I know his sprite is different. His character It changes a couple sprite. of things. I think the main, the game itself is the same, but like the, um, the Hylian text that the, like, god creatures talk in is translated and stuff. Oh, really? Like, um, like Jabun and, um. Yes. Oh. Valu and stuff. <laughs> That's I play the Do hearts game. also not drop as, as easily? I thought that was part of the, the new game plus for Wind Waker, but I could be wrong. Could be. Uh, not sure. I, think I think there might also be like a harder version on the re-release. Mm. On, uh, I can't HD. remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I could be making shit up. But <laughs> <laughs> I do know that the Hylian is translated in the original uh, new game plus. Which is cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, that is cool. A reason to try to beat it this time mm-hmm. and continue and play through it again. Twice. Do you think you can do it in like five weeks or however much time I plan for, <laughs> for Wind Waker? <laughs> I know Wind Waker pretty well. I probably could. I think I think I can play Wind Waker pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Plus, I won't do every single side quest in um, <laughs> Windfall Island like I did as a. Yeah. As you a want to do the endless trading quest and mm-hmm. <laughs> do all the what's the thing with the camera? You have to take photos yeah. with the oh, camera. Yeah. Yeah. I always did that because I loved having the the color picked a picked a box so I could start mm-hmm. doing the the statue mm-hmm. collection. Mm-hmm. I liked playing the and I like playing the games. There's like one where you have to like, well, there's like hide and seek. There's like a hide and seek mini quest yeah. thing, mm-hmm. and then there's like one where you have to follow people and see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember all of them, but I, I like the fun. really, really unenthusiastic guy who hosts like the battleship mini game and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> one of my yeah. favorites. Him and Beetle. NPCs <laughs> in that game were great. I was mm-hmm. glad Beetle came back in um, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw an article recently that's been going around that someone pushed all the Beatle um, yeah. NPCs together, <laughs> which makes me really happy. <laughs> uh, do you guys have specific things that you're hoping to get out of this series, this like podcast? Um, I mean, just playing them all um, again, because there's some like Minish Cap I remember liking a lot, but I think I only played it the once and never really played it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so just going through and playing some of the ones that I probably wouldn't like think to play again. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to experience, especially the older games before I really got into the series that I didn't have as much time playing. I've dipped my toes into almost every game, mm-hmm. but, but a lot of times I would just play like a little bit and be like, oh, this is fun. And then get distracted by something else. Like, I remember, like, you were, Cosmo, you were talking about not playing Link's Awakening until the uh, Switch version. Mm-hmm. I remember I played the um, Game Boy Color version a little bit, but I, like, kept mm-hmm. getting attacked by Chain Chomps, which was confusing, and so I, like, stopped playing <laughs> as a child. I, read, uh, I have not confirmed this fact, but I read that the there's, like, a warp whistle in um, Super Mario Bros. 3, I think, where you can... I haven't played like a lot of Super Mario Bros. 3, but apparently you can like warp between different levels or something. Apparently the sound effect is the same as from Legend of Zelda, like mm. the flute mm-hmm. um, item. Because apparently the team at Nintendo that was working on the original Mario Brothers was working on Legend of, the first Legend of Zelda at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same development team. Anyway, I don't know if that's true. Can't confirm. But briefly <laughs> read while I was doing research. Yeah, and there's a lot of little crossovers like or not really crossovers, but like nods between the ser- those two series being, mm-hmm. you know, like Nintendo's biggest cash cow franchises. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, I guess I think I feel like I should add my own personal gaming experience, which is like I have played 
So you've Kayla, you've played at least most of them since the N6, no since the GameCube, and Cosmo, you've played most of them since the N6. Well, you've played all of them or most of them except for Zelda Two, right? <laughs> Before this, I think that was also the only one I hadn't like even slightly played other than like Four Swords Adventures. But um... yeah, I've only played like the more modern ones. So I'm gonna go backwards. I played Breath <laughs> of the Wild. Um, I played. I started over starting Skyward Sword, and at the time, not liking it very much. Um, and I played some of Twilight Princess and uh, Triforce Heroes, the mm-hmm. 3DS one. That was really fun. We played that. Mm-hmm. Yes, We've I all played that, that together, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. briefly in the past. And um, when we were in the same physical location. Mm-hmm. Oh, I played a little bit of the Ocarina of Time like 3D that came out for the remake for 3DS mm-hmm. in the past. And I remember being maybe playing Ocarina of Time a little bit when I was like younger and being confused, like not sure where to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't very good at video games as, as a kid. <laughs> I feel like that's why I could like I got Wind Waker, like I understood how to play it. I was like old enough to understand how to play that kind of mm-hmm. game for some reason. Like it all kind of clicked at the same time. So, yeah, yeah. And I never played any of the older games. We didn't have my grandparents had an NES, but we didn't have one at our house. So I had like played an NES as a child, but not substantially mm-hmm. and we never had a snes yeah i had a friend with a snes but i never played a zelda game on it um but and i never had it so i didn't play any of the older games until they got like re-releases on like game boy advance and stuff the gamecube came with that um special edition actually i don't actually i think that only had the nes games it had zelda 1 and zelda 2 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that like that like special edition ocarina of time disc or whatever yeah the, the master quest right yeah is that the one you're um, talking about yeah I believe I own that, and I got it used at GameStop, and the like, the case for it says like not for resale or something, which is really funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> GameCube don't care, don't yeah, do anything. breaking the law. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about the Zelda Collector's Edition. Yeah, yeah, it came it came with the GameCube, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I think there was ours certainly uh, did, or like a pre order thing. I can't remember. Was it a pre-order for Wind Waker or something? Because like I, well, it came I with something because it didn't come with my, yeah. my GameCube on its own. It had a um. demo. I don't know what it came with. It. I don't know how we got it, but it arrived at my house. <laughs> like I didn't ask for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Maybe my parents just bought it when they bought the GameCube mm-hmm. or something. Maybe they were like, "Yeah, whatever." Maybe it was yeah. some kind of promo. Let's see. It came with a demo of Wind Waker. It did. That's why I played mm. the demo, and then I was like, "I must acquire this game." <laughs> so it worked. The marketing worked. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a little bit about us mm-hmm. and our Zelda experience and some other things. <laughs> <laughs> Spaghettios. <laughs> I wish I had promotional, like, Wind Waker Spaghettio nostalgia. <laughs> uh, so, like we discussed today, I think we, we briefly alluded to this, but today we're talking about The Legend of Zelda, the original release for NES, and then also... Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, the second game in the series, also for NES. Um, we're starting where it all began. <laughs> and in this game, in The Legend of Zelda, Ganon has taken over the land of Hyrule, stolen the royal treasure, the Triforce of Power, and captured Princess Zelda. And we play as Link as he collects the broken Triforce of Wisdom, gains strength, and conquers, conquers Ganon. <laughs> and this game was originally released for, for the Famicom the like Famicom disk system specifically, which was like an add-on for it that did a lot of things. Like it basically was, have you ever heard of this? Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit. It was, it so it was like an add-on that let 
developers develop games on floppy disks, the greatest technology at the time <laughs> in the 80s, right? But it was cheaper than the cartridges, apparently. And apparently the, the Famicom disk system also enabled, um, like, better sound. So apparently the sound on some games that are from the, like, that you can play on the Famicom disk system sounds better than the NES, because um, the Famicom was only rela released in Japan, and the NES was only released in, like, outside of Japan, basically. Anyway, that's a fun fact that I learned. <laughs> to get around the <laughs> video game crash. Yes. Apparently, like, at the video game crash. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no one's going to buy a video game system. Uh, it's an entertainment system. Yes. <laughs> they also apparently designed it specifically to look like a VCR and work like a VCR, mm -hmm. uh, which I never connected the two, but definitely it's like that. It has, like, a flap. The NES specifically has this flap in the front, and then you push the cartridge in and then you kind of like push it down like a mm -hmm. like, like a vhs, VHS. Game. Oh, if you yeah. were born after like the year 2000 <laughs> you will have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> i was having a conversation with my coworkers recently and i said the snes and they were like what are you talking about and i was like um, excuse me <laughs> i have to go lay down um and specifically the legend of zelda was released on a gold colored cartridge for nes mm. Yes, which everyone knows colored plastic is the key to a child's heart when it comes to video game <laughs> systems. That's right? why Pokemon did so well, right? Yes. And and also mm. why the um like the greatest color Nintendo ever invented was like clear purple. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so The Legend of Zelda for uh NES and Famicom was well received at the time by critics and I think it's still a highly rated game today. As of twenty twenty, it sold uh, 6.51 million copies worldwide, apparently. And these are, like, physical copies, for the most part, I think. Is that only the NES version? Not any, like, resales or re-releases, rather? I don't know. I think it's all combined. These are numbers <laughs> from the that were announced by Nintendo at the Game Developer Conference, aka GDC. And these are numbers as of 2020. <laughs> by the way, the top-selling one was Breath of the Wild, and then <laughs> below that, I think, was Ocarina of Time. Mm -hmm. That makes yeah. sense. Yes. Yeah. I can put a, I'll put a link in the description and people can go and peruse and judge for themselves. I think one of the reasons for Ocarina of Time, though, is that it was released so many times. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Well, it was released for N64, and then mm -hmm. it was released on that GameCube thing, and then mm -hmm. it was released in 3D. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they've, they've had it on every Lots Nintendo store console. as emulated, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. for every system since. Yes, yes. Yeah, and now they just recently released them for um, for Switch. It was like one of the Although first, you don't, the first you ones don't that came out for Switch. Purchase it though. You just one. you just download it from having the subscription, correct? Yeah, you have to have mm -hmm. the fancy subscription. You can't. Just I buy don't know it. what it's called. No, you can't just buy it. It's like mm -hmm. it's just something silly like online plus or something. Yeah, there's like the online, and then there's like the fancier online that lets you yeah. have the extra Mario Kart levels and all the N sixty four games that are on there. <laughs> yeah, when I was renewing my uh, online subscription, I looked at the games and. I like own all the ones I care about on the N64. <laughs> so I just need it for Animal Crossing, which I haven't been able to play for the last like three weeks because I was scared I would lose my save file, which is what <laughs> happened when we were playing when I was playing Legend of Zelda. So, oh, no. um, yeah, so I still have mine. So I played for the record. We're talking about uh, Legend of Zelda and Zelda Two, and I they were both like I said released for NES, um, which I do have, but I don't have either of those games. So I played them on I played them on the mm -hmm. Switch emulator. I played the uh, Game Boy Advance Nintendo Classics release of Legend Ooh. of Zelda, but I played the uh, the Switch Online version of Zelda, uh, Zelda 2. Nice. I want to hear about the GameCube one later. I mean the GameCube. Wow. Game Boy Advance. <laughs> You're just stuck on that GameCube. <laughs> I love the GameCube I so, so much. Bad. Where is it? <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> 
Uh, the other game we're talking about today, to keep this on track, is the is Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link, which was originally released for Famicom about a year after Legend of Zelda in, oh, wow. in 1987. Yeah. Less, uh, like, just over a year. Like, it was, like, one year and one month, I think, if I look at the the timing, which is pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And it was released in about the same time period for NES outside of Japan, so, like, about a year later. It was also well-received by critics at the time, but at the same time, I think it's uh has kind of a split regard amongst fans as mm-hmm. being, like, some people really love it and it's like their nostalgia game for them where that's the game they played all the time as a child um and some really like the combat which i personally hated (laughs) and it's like you know regarded as possibly the hardest game of the series so yeah it's kind of kind of split and it sold 4.3 million copies worldwide so still pretty popular but not as popular as the original legend of zelda that is my intro (laughs) (laughs) you want to talk about the game and how we played it sure (laughs) Um, and what happened, and how it was hard, and how ooh. I cried. Oh, okay, that's just me. <laughs> so, um, I, I didn't mention, I played all of these on a computer emulator um, of the NES. So it's essentially the same as the NES version. Did it have the same garbage translation? <laughs> I'm I just curious. So. Okay, because yeah, I think yeah. they, every time they port it, they update the translation. <laughs> I saw some interesting comparison of the translations of Legend of Zelda. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, the Switch one has a new translation, basically. From what I can see from oh, screenshots, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, did you say many years ago, Prince Darkness Ganon with three ends <laughs> stole one of the Triforce with power? <laughs> did it? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I love old video game translations. <laughs> right? Did you watch the um, intro before you started playing, I or did you just did. like dive in? Button mash. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure I did Start. watch it. They both have good start screens. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. both have really interesting start screens. Um, I guess we yeah. can talk about it when we talk about visuals, but yes. So the original Zelda is pretty standard. You have your shield, which you just kind of hold out in front of you, and it's active, If I think, as long as you're not swinging. Yeah, as long as you're not attacking. Yeah, okay. I th- as long as you're not attacking and as long as you're facing the thing. Yes. I would know because I died a lot. <laughs> which which for me is such a very unintuitive thing to not have a button to shield. It just yeah. it blocks. Mm-hmm. It's it's It t- t- took me so long to get used to it. The we sound effect and the little arrows bouncing off your shield are really um, satisfying. Though. The arrows mm-hmm. bouncing away made me really happy. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, we're, we're used to having the option to accept death. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you've got one button for your sword and one button for your item. Whatever uh, item you choose to equip. Don't accidentally equip the, the potion. That <laughs> also mm-hmm. may or may not have been a mistake that I may or may not have made. <laughs> Let's see. You've got some standard items like bombs and arrows and a hookshot. Do you have hookshot? Do you? I thought so, but I could be thinking of Zelda 2. Do you have a hookshot in Zelda 2? <laughs> <laughs> is, is there not one in that either? Did you? Are you playing the right game in that? <laughs> Well, like, okay. Did you play a ROM hack? Yeah. Really. <laughs> there's um, no. There's no hookshot. It's like there is not. Okay. There's there's bombs. There's, there's like no items like, in Zelda two. The, yeah, because it's all magic. The, so mm-hmm. in in Zelda one, there was like the you get the shields, and then you could upgrade the shield. There's like a magic shield. There's mm-hmm. arrows, bombs, um, and then you there have to get the special arrow. Mm-hmm. It's a boomerang. Oh yeah, there's a boomerang. I forgot about that. Yeah. There's also a magic boomerang. There's like Which is just a worse arrow. <laughs> yeah. I it didn't seem to do very much. I didn't use it very much. 
It could be using, um, you could like stun some enemies, which could be handy, but. Yes. What is it? Oh, sword. And then sword. Most importantly, you have a sword. <laughs> Key to the Zelda series, perhaps. And the sword had two upgrades. It has like the white sword and this, the squiggly sword. <laughs> Yeah, not the master sword. <laughs> There's also a magic wand, and you can get an upgrade to the magic wand that lets you set things on fire, which was pretty great. Yeah, the some some very iconic items that are used throughout most of the games. Oh, there was also yeah. the flute item. I forgot about the flute, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. I think I saw on Zeldapedia it's called the recorder, which means <laughs> <laughs> you play hot cross buns at the enemies, <laughs> <laughs> or like the Titanic theme song, or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it has a little sound effect. I don't know. I um, personally turned off my sound a lot when I was playing this game, um, but it has mm-hmm. a sound effect, which is cute. And you have to use it to get to that one dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also, I didn't realize, but you can if you're not at that one dungeon, you can warp to different other dungeons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so really handy. I never, it's handy. I never used it, though. I just mm-hmm. like walked around. But yeah, it's cute. So they kind of introduced the concept of like warping, even in this game. I got to say that... Um, I felt like Legend of Zelda, the original game, felt like a very Zelda Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. From having experienced other later games in the series, it kind of established a lot of the concepts that come back in later games. Mm-hmm. Like gameplay concepts, like dungeons, like some of the enemies. There's even like Lionels. There's Lionels in mm-hmm. um, Breath of the Wild. So, mm-hmm. like, even in the most recent games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty impressive how much of their, like, core concepts they had established by the first game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if they like got much more refined down the line mm-hmm. oh there's like there's even like fairy fountains and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. potions potions like you said uh, we, there's a second quest that you mm-hmm. can do which a lot of mm-hmm. other zelda games have yeah the whole general aspect of like go into a dungeon find an item mm-hmm. beat the boss mm-hmm. yeah you get a heart every time you go to a dungeon yeah you get a usually you get one or two items or upgrades for your items every time you go in a dungeon. Map, compass, key. Mm-hmm. Yes, they all have map, map, compass, and map. And then yeah, keys open doors. Yeah. There's a magic key that lets you open every door, which was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yes, like this is a good upgrade. I like that. How did you play? Were you able to play without using a guide? Um, I was able to get through most of it. There is one thing that I had to look up that I uh oh god I'm getting because I think I played this around the same time I played Link's Awakening so I'm I'm getting like mixed and, and this this was a while like when did we start playing Zelda 1? It was a long time ago what happened it's been... was we, it's, it was like pro- almost a year ago probably no actually. was it really? the notes that we're looking at now the first version is from February 18th so, anyway so a long time could have been a long time ago yeah um to answer your question <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah there was I, it might have been um th- for the lost woods i think after the lost woods so there's the graveyard mm-hmm. there might have been something there but i definitely re- had to look up the graveyard for link's awakening so i might be confusing i don't know but it was something <laughs> something around there i had to look up and then i had to i i don't remember what i did i did something that that got me stuck <laughs> and um i had to figure out how to save the game Mm-hmm. and quit because I, I like i locked myself in the dungeon somewhere or something like that mm-hmm. i don't remember and i found out that the way you do that is you have to plug in player two and hit like up a and that'll reset the game for you what? as if you had died <laughs> yeah really yeah and and zelda 2 is the same yeah you have uh, to have a second controller to save <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I forgot. Um, I forgot that that kind of thing existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fortunately, if you play on the Switch, they added like a quick save. Uh, so there's like four quick save mm-hmm. slots, mm-hmm. which is the only way. Well, no, no. I personally needed a guide to play this game remember. efficiently. I can't remember how you saved on the Game Boy Advance, but there was easier than having to have a second controller. <laughs> I think I still had to look it up, but it wasn't as weird. <laughs> at least, you know what, um, though? At least Legend of Zelda had save slots. Because yeah, yeah that wasn't Mario that didn't. common at the time. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. it was. I remember I was reading another article because I, I did some actual like research to prepare for this episode. <laughs> And well, other than playing it, and, and it was like Zelda was one of the first games to introduce the save system. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, true. Yeah. So at least it had some kind of save system, even mm-hmm. if you had to use another controller. Yeah, I consulted a map a lot. Yes. I only needed an actual mm-hmm. guide for a couple of things, but the I needed a world game... map for like all the random upgrades and shit. Because I, I remember at one point I got kind of stuck, like just. Like, skill-wise, I was like, I'm not going to be able to finish this game. And so I, like, Mm. went, I'm like, where do I find these upgrades? And so I found, like, upgrade for my sword and upgrade for my health and stuff. And then I was able to. Yeah. Um, Apparently, the game originally came with a map as well. So I don't know what was marked on it, but it it did come with a map. So using the map isn't cheating. I'm just going to (laughs) throw that out there. Um, Using the guide that I used is, I don't know. Is it it cheating? It's using a guide, (laughs) I'll say. Mm. I did, I started playing, um... Both games, both Legend of Zelda and Zelda 2, without any guidance, just to see. And, like, definitely mm-hmm. Zelda 2 was easier to at least figure out places to go, because you can see villages and palaces on the map mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Legend of Zelda, you know, it's easy to, like, wander into a place, but mm-hmm. definitely I needed it. I needed the guide for, like, how to get upgrades mm-hmm. to survive. I basically, like, died a lot and found, like, one dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually resorted to a guide earlier in Zelda 2, and I think it's just because, like... It's almost like there's, like, just enough guidance to make it more confusing to me. Because it's like, they'll be like, oh, you need a candle to light dark places. I'm like, okay, well, obviously I shouldn't go in these caves yet because I don't have a candle. Mm -hmm. So where do I find the candle? But it's like, you actually need to go through one of them to get to the first dungeon to get the candle. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I found that, starting off, I agree. But then once once I got to Bagu in uh, Zelda 2, where... On the overworld, you have to walk over a certain place and you get to a an encounter that once you get cr- across, you then have the choice of going in any direction. And you have to make sure you go in the same direction you were going before to end up getting to him. So I like got there and then there was nothing there. So I like moved and I just, I guess I didn't go the right direction. And so I was like, okay, that was weird. And like, I guess I didn't think anything of it, but... Um, hmm. Then I figured out, oh, oh, so I have to go past it and then go into the next area. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? there's lots of like I random just... specific tiles that just do yeah. things in Zelda that 2, is which weird. is weird. <laughs> I found that very strange. You're just like walking on a path to get to some place, and then there's like, it transitions to the side scroller. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why am I in a new place? So it's just this part of the map looks exactly the same. Yeah. 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 So after that point, I was just like, I'm just going to use uh, uh, a guide. And I'm glad I did because there was, there was just so much that like, like, there was a lot of interactions. You have to get this item, and then this person will talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like we're getting a little ahead of... I didn't even finish talking about Zelda 1. But, <laughs> um, I mean, there was... Like, I I want to go back to Zelda 1, and okay. then we can talk okay. about Zelda 2. Talk about Zelda 2 after. Because I, I have some thoughts about that. Okay. Um, so an important part about Zelda 1 that, that uh, I didn't mention yet is, although it's mostly an over uh, over-the-head... 
what do you call it? Yeah, it's like top down. Top, top down. down, yeah. Um, you would go down like ladders or stairs or things, and that would take you to an, typically an underground place that is a 2D screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually only for like one screen. Usually you transition out. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's it's interesting. Um, they sucked. Oh, my God, I hated them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, pr- particularly against Keys. Um Really? Yeah, well, they were kind. Keys? Yeah, they were kind of perplexing because the the gameplay was mostly for the top down. So you're kind of like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? How well, do I get here? The, yeah, and then and then they they just they're very unpredictable, and like they'd hide in walls where you couldn't even get to them. Yeah, and like the moment you just said, "All right, fine, forget you," and you move, they start yes. attacking you. I'm like, <laughs> yes. So that's true. Um, but I I think it was fun. Um, Did you like the enemy that when you hit it, it turns into a Morkis? I can't remember what it's called. Um, oh, it's it a little that... gargoyle guy. He was yeah, really yeah, yeah. cute, mm-hmm. but he was yeah, annoying. Yeah, they hop yeah. around. And I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, once you hit them, they turn into like two or three mm-hmm. keys. <laughs> the best. I really hated um. the Dark Nuts because <laughs> though I've encountered them in later games, I forgot that you have to attack them from like the side or from behind, mm-hmm. which sounds simple in theory, but like my bad aim and like gameplay <laughs> skills present prevented me from <laughs> efficiently attacking them and i died a lot there's like a couple rooms in one of the later dungeons where there's like just like 10 darkness in there and yeah. you have to fight them <laughs> and i died a lot in those places <laughs> oh i the one thing i thought was interesting about another enemy was the pole's voice which we would none of us would have had the experience of doing this but if you actually played it on the famicom the famicom had a microphone so you mm. could blow in the microphone to attack it so you mm-hmm. either had to shoot it with an arrow or use the user voice, which I thought was interesting. So they actually had that in this um, game console, which is cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, Zelda two. Uh, well, the other the other section that I'm I'm responsible for is speedruns. Oh yeah. And <laughs> cheats. Um, yes. there aren't really many for Zelda. Um, really, the biggest uh, uh trick is a screen scroll. Mm-hmm. Where as you reach the border of the screen, um, you you cross the border and you have to hit a, a direction, I think perpendicular to where you're going. So if you're going mm-hmm. right, you press up or down and you'll just end up on the other sc- side of the screen. Mm-hmm. So if you went from the right side, you looped around to the left. And then you just press left to go to the left side, for example. So you can skip entire screens that way mm-hmm. by going like, um, you know... Uh, you you're on the left side or the right side of it. On the map. Um. Yeah. So you just go backwards, loop around, and then move further left, and <laughs> then you go backwards for and um. Oh, so like it's like on the same panel. So you like you're on the right, and then you basically can skip a screen. You can skip the middle of the screen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So instead of actually transitioning to the right side, uh, like if, uh, if you're going right, instead of transitioning to the next screen to the right, you end up on the left of the same. Of the screen. same screen. Okay. I see. Yeah. And then oh. you can go and I so wish I knew and. That. <laughs> and, I could have avoid finding so many things. <laughs> um, and you, if you end up in like rocks or trees or things that you normally can't get through, usually you can just they're usually typically one way, so you just walk your way through. Um, mm. And then another sh- shortcut is you know saving and quitting with the up a. Yes. Uh, that'll help you, you know, and save some b- backtracking and things like that. So when you load um, from, if you do that, it saves in the same spot? Uh, it saves you. I think it starts you back at the, uh, maybe at, at the, the beginning, beginning of the dungeon, or if you're in the overworld. The uh, beginning. T- the beginning, I think. The beginning I, screen. I believe that's right. Yeah, but... I think you're right. 
and then there's a one a similar thing where you could do the same thing to to clip through uh, blocks. Hmm. So a lot of blocks there were um, a diamond shape of blocks surrounding a staircase, for example. Hmm. That you um, typically you'd have to like beat a bunch of enemies, and that unlocks yeah, you to you push, push one it. of the blocks mm-hmm. and get in. So you can just clip through it. Um, similar sort of thing. You have to align yourself just right. And then uh, you press up and then to the side, or, or I think it's the same, up to the side. Um, and you can just clip through it. And you can just clip through it. <sighs> yep. <laughs> yep, yep. I should have talked to you lo- earlier. <laughs> um, so the, those are the ma- major um, cheats and stuff. Another just core part of speedrunning is the game remembers where you ha- what item you have highlighted and so utilizing that, like, you might pick an item and then already move to the next one uh, that you want to hit afterwards just so you save some time hmm. in the pause screen or something like that. Um, that's about it. Okay. <laughs> so the very fastest anyone has beaten Zelda 1, just any means necessary, is 26 minutes and 55 seconds. It's pretty good. Yeah, second place is about 11 seconds behind with 27 minutes, 6 seconds. That's like 20 times faster than me. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, I know how to do math. <laughs> yeah, that's like, oh. a, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, basically. <laughs> a really intense Saturday morning cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, interestingly, uh, 100% completion is only 33 minutes and 28 seconds. So you so really it took them like only five save... more minutes to get the yeah. extra items or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Well, you uh, mostly get items by finishing dungeons anyway, so like you kind of have to get them. Well, but unless, I mean, unless you don't you, need. You could just go to Death Mountain. Well, you, d- you... I think you need the upgraded arrows. You and... have to get that. Uh, the silver arrow. I'm I'm pretty sure that 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 is necessary but to be. Don't you get it in that dungeon? Or do you get it in the... I forget. I don't remember what dungeon you get it in. I don't recall. Someone screaming in but... the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just been too yeah. long. So Zelda 2. Zelda 2 gameplay. Very different. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's like the exact opposite game. <laughs> uh, yeah. it's The overworld takes place uh, top down. Yeah. Uh, all the palaces, all the encounters, all the fights, all the, ex- uh, the, the towns are yeah. side-scrolling. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, I still have the two buttons, A to, I think it was A to jump, B to slash. Yes. Um, yeah, one of the few Zelda games where you can mm-hmm. jump. Uh, down Only you is have to. for, <laughs> um, you can block high and low. Yeah. Same thing, just don't be swinging and you're blocking. <laughs> don't be swinging. <laughs> it's like the opposite of like, always be, always be, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't be, don't be swinging. Uh, the, uh, 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 so this, you have levels. Uh, you defeat enemies for XP, and then when you get enough XP, you can choose to level up like your your health, your magic, or your attack. Well, you, you can only choose if you have like enough, right? Because it's sort of sequential. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so as you level up, you need more XP to level up that particular upgrade. Yeah, right. So when you reach enough, you are given the choice to upgrade what you can, or keep collecting experience until you can level up a higher skill. I think there's a button you can actually press to bring out that menu, but um, yeah, I, I never couldn't find it. I, <laughs> well, 
okay. I just kept so, taking them though. I was like, I'll take more attack mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put ma- points into magic until much later because you just didn't have good magics early on. Yeah, you just have the so just, shield just really for a was while. No point. Shield and jump. Oh yeah, I forgot. There's mag- extra magical jump also. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I should probably clarify for everyone, other than you all, which is that I I finished the first dungeon of this, or the first palace <laughs> in this game. I didn't finish the game. Did either of you finish this game? No. Neither of you Mm-mm. finished the game. No. I have an excuse, though. Okay. <laughs> I, I fully intended I have to. an excuse. It sucked. It's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, honestly, I... think you I... can tell what side of the fence of the, the Great Divide of Legend of Zelda 2 we might or might not be on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so with an emulator, I was able to use save states, which I think I, you played on the the Switch, so you all had There's save also states. Save states. Right? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I tried my best not to cheat too much, but like if I didn't accomplish, like I'd save at the beginning of a dungeon, and then if I didn't accomplish anything and got a game over, I just start from there again. Mm-hmm. But there are times where I'm just like, you know what? I don't. I just. I just want to get past this. I've tried so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was. It was hard. Like, I think mm-hmm. if I were to I actually got... beat the game... Well, no, you should say what you're going to say first, I think. Yeah. I just going to say, I got through the first dungeon under my own power, and then, like, shortly after that, I was like, fuck this, and I <laughs> opened up the um, Cheaty McCheat face version <laughs> that the Switch Online offers you, where you yes. have, um, Everything's like, all out. your yeah, maxed out stats and spells mm-hmm. from the beginning, just so I could see more of the game without wanting to throw my Switch out the window. I think they... Mm-hmm. You also have all the items as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or... Do you? I don't know. No, you don't have the, um, you don't have, like, the dungeon items, but you don't need to get the overworld items, because those are just to get spells. Oh, okay, I understand. Mm. But you still need to get, like, your, like, the raft across the river and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Okay. Okay, I see. Yeah, but then I got to, I got to the ocean dungeon, which is the sixth dungeon, I think? That's, like, the second to last, I think. Uh Yeah, uh, yeah. You're pretty far. And, um, I kept, I couldn't beat that boss, and I just tapped out. I was like, I'm tired of this, so... (laughs) Yeah, I died so many times. I think if I was going to play this game without using the cheater version, which is what I did to beat the first dungeon, because I tried myself, and I even, like, grinded <laughs> to level up my hearts and level up shit, mm-hmm. like, in that stupid field at the beginning <laughs> of the game, fighting those, like, whatever blobs or tutus or whatever they are, those things for, like, hours mm-hmm. to get enough uh, hearts and even get... Because you could get, like... It, they would drop, like, 50 points, but then you would just die, and then you lose all your experience. Mm-hmm. So I did that several times. And so even with, like, four life and, like, two or three magic and two or three, uh, you know, whatever, um, attack, it was still too hard. The first version was still too hard for me. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. the only way that personally I could get through this game was to just, like, grind until I got to a very high level before going to the first dungeon, mm-hmm. before doing anything. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure I could have, like, you know, kept throwing myself at it and gotten better at it, but I ain't got time for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... If you're a if you're a child of the 80s... With... Yes. <laughs> if you could play... I think both of these games are designed to be played for years. They're not designed to be yeah. played in... We, we, our timeline for both of these was, like, three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I finished Legend of Zelda in three weeks and got mm-hmm. partway through Zelda 2 in three weeks. Um, so, but yeah, if we were, if we were children in the eighties and you had all summer to play it and you didn't, and like, like five summers, or in this case, I guess like one or two. And you only had like two games. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you didn't have that many games. You had Mario and you had Legend of Zelda. Then yeah, I probably could have spent mm-hmm. a shit ton of time like yeah. bombing every rock 
in Zelda. Yep. I saw people's comments yeah, where like, they were talking about how they kept notes. You'd have to mm-hmm. keep notes for this kind of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Zelda Zelda 2, I just found frustrating. Like, I think that would have frustrated me too much as a kid for me to really get into yeah. it. But I, Zelda I, 1, I was like, this is fun. Like, wandering around, <laughs> discovering <laughs> stuff was fun. It's like yeah. I didn't have the time to fully explore it the way I would have as a kid. But yeah. I, there were places, like, if you use the guide, which is what I ended up doing, so that I could also do it efficiently. Um, there's, like, places where you don't even have to go in the map, but I was like, ooh, a graveyard. Ooh, look at this thing. I want to see mm-hmm. that thing. So I could definitely see, I feel like, to me, at least, the original Legend of Zelda game was, like, more enjoyable as an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, Zelda 2 is more like a straight-up, like, RPG um, I think it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, it introduced a lot of interesting things that, like, come back later in the series that are important. Like, basically, this game, like, Legend of Zelda doesn't have, I mean, it has, like, the old man or whatever, but doesn't really have other NPCs. Mm-hmm. And Zelda 2, at least, you have, like, the village areas where you have to mm-hmm. talk to people and that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot I like about Zelda 2. It's just yes. not actually playing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, I think some people commented. I was like googling this, looking at Reddit, see what people said about it. And some people who really like it really enjoy the combat, which is the part that I hated the most, <laughs> for the record. Yeah, I actually do. So I see hard. what they mean. I like the combat cool. in theory, like yes. the like the use of different like you choose one to use different spells and like mm-hmm. having the like up and down guard, and then like later on having the like up thrust and down mm-hmm. thrust with the sword. Mm-hmm. It's neat. Mm-hmm. And like there are times when like. When like everything was working right for like a screen or two, and I'm like, yeah, this is fun. I'm bouncing <laughs> oh. off enemies from the down thrust yeah. and timing my shield right, and this is cool. But then it would be like some bullshit, freaking iron knuckle in a narrow but then, hallway. And yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. then the, the problem is like my problem is the combat is cool. It's hard. It's cool that it's hard. Like it's interesting. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. where like you have to do certain things. And you have to like, oh, it's like, oh, you can you can just attack the stuff by like stabbing its legs, like just stab the legs. And you're like, oh, smart. I didn't think of that. And then, or whatever, um, or like yeah, but then the stupid iron knuckle that was like the worst. Oh my god! Um, mm-hmm. So, but then you, but the problem that I have is you die, and then you lose any experience that you had, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think like conceptually, conceptually yeah, it, experience it doesn't make sense for experience. Like you don't just die with like half of your stuff that you gained. Like you should have all your experience. This is like based on your like combat experience in the game, right? Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that drove me crazy. That was the thing. That yeah, really and I think me. the yeah I think the biggest problem with like the combat and the consequences of dying is it really disincentivizes any kind of exploration. And it's a yes. Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Exploring is the point. Yeah, I would sometimes mm-hmm. just like uh, if I ran out of like so for example when I was like grinding in the field I would like pick the easiest ones first of all because like the um like Rias or whatever uh, the one enemy in the field can like stab you and the stabbing loses your ex- like causes you to lose experience and you don't gain experience by killing them so i would do the no. easiest ones yes this is what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and um same with like the little badgery things in the first dungeon too they cause oh, you to lose yes. experience but they don't give you experience yeah which is a pain in the mm-hmm. ass and then like but then i would just like maybe sometimes i would trigger an enemy and then you can kind of like run away and avoid them and then I would just trigger them over and over again until I triggered, like, fairies. <laughs> because that's the mm-hmm. only way to heal yourself if you don't have the spell. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just a pain. Such a pain. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, it's like I followed that. guides, like, pay, like, page by page for the palaces. Because there's no way I was going to wander into a room with a bunch of enemies that were going to destroy me. And there's nothing <laughs> worth getting at the end of it. Like, 
yeah, fortunately, the first palace is pretty straightforward. There's, like, keys and fairies mm-hmm. in every, like, nook. Because so, I actually do like the um, the translation of the dungeons to side-scrolling. I mm-hmm. like the side-scrolling. I like, like the concept. Yeah. yeah. I just don't like what happens when it turns to side-scrolling. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, then, like, like they, they still feel like Zelda dungeons. They're cool. Even though they're, like, in this, like, weird sort of platformer space now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a cool... It's a cool mix. The platforming aspect is cool. Like, I kind of like games where you have to... Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird originally playing Wind Waker where you don't jump and the Link just jumps for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of feel like that's... Uh, I feel like that's kind of weird. It just Yeah, that's weird to get used game. to when you're used to, yeah. like, Mario. You everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's even, like, the sword, like, or the shield. Like, we're saying in the first Legend of Zelda game, like, you don't control the shield. It's kind of, like, passive. You do nothing mm-hmm. to use the shield. And it's similar in Zelda 2, except you can crouch. So at least mm-hmm. there's like kind of an active element where you have to choose how you're standing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I kind of like the platforming aspect and I like the side scrollers. And the dungeons had pretty cool like visuals, I thought, in Zelda 2. The mm-hmm. um the palaces, I should clarify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Music was good. The music was good in both of yeah, them. Yeah, the palace theme yes. was a banger. Yeah. yeah, it's like very the palace theme is great. It's kind of like a spy movie sound to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see it's that. got um it's had several remixes in the um, Smash Brothers series for good yes. reason. Oh, yes. it has. There's really good fighting music in that game. I found mm-hmm. in general in Zelda Two. Yeah. Um, because there's like the palace music, and I think there's a different, the combat encounter. Um, mm-hmm. so like if you're in the field or whatever, you're out in the overworld. There's a combat encounter music that's very like Pokemon esque. It mm-hmm. has a good, it has a good, <laughs> fight beat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want um? This could be a good segue to talk about visuals and stuff, but um, mm-hmm. is there any other things that you want? Well, no, Cosmo needs to tell us about um, hacks. <laughs> <laughs> hacks other than using the, the version the on Switch. the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> the Chidi Mitchie face version, as you, as you called it, where you get... Actually, the best thing about using that version is then if you use it and you beat a level, then you get, like, you automatically get a new... You can get a heart or whatever you want because it, it levels you up to the next level. Yes. yes. <laughs> which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part um, about that is you can use the down thrust from the beginning. There's a lot of enemies that are really easy to beat with the oh, down thrust. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just way easier. So mm-hmm. if you if you want to play Zelda two, recommend doing it that way and not <laughs> struggling, <laughs> yes. or or grinding, which is the the worst. So with speedrunning, there are a few. There's, I mean, it's 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 fascinating. So the <laughs> enemies the enemies appear to spawn randomly. Um, but what happens is, is every... I think it's timed. It's timed and based on number of steps. So every, I think it's like about three seconds. And every, oh god, I don't remember, how, I didn't write down how many steps, but it's like eight, <laughs> three. eight steps. Three steps. <laughs> yeah. Um, enemies will spawn. Mm-hmm. And they also, the way that they move is actually predictable based on your location and things. Hmm. So some enemies... Apparently, enemies that are directly above or below you do not like to go up or down. They'll keep going sideways. So, I mean, you could, there are these like setups where you can set it so that they they will glitch, uh, they will spawn somewhere, and you move a special way, and then they'll just walk side by side with you across an entire continent. Really? Um, if you want, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Wait, like so, uh, like enemies in the overworld, or in they're the just your buddies in in the overworld. Yep. So that you won't get an encounter. Oh. Um, but it. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's precise. Um, 
They use a lot of uh, sound cues, right? Yes. Um, based on the music, when the music hits a certain note, they know, okay, that's when I need to move or stop or something like that. Um, and another interesting thing is apparently, same same thing as, as with Zelda 1, you press up and A on controller 2, you restart to the beginning. Um, and I think it's it's every time it is back to the very, very start location. Unless yeah, you the... are in the final dungeon. Hmm. Because that was um, a second disc that you'd have to put in. What? Yeah. Wow. I was thinking that this game seemed like it had a lot oh, not of a, Not a second disc. I think it was the, the flip side, the B side or something like that. Mm-hmm. Of, the, of, the, of the Famicom disc because it's yes. a floppy disc. It's a fucking mm-hmm. floppy disc. <laughs> so you put in the B side and they wouldn't want you to, to like, okay, well, now you have to take it out, flip it over to get back to the very the first screen. So it just takes you to the very beginning of that, the final dungeon. Wow. Um, but that also Whack. resets the random number generator or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so they can move very predictably based on that, whereas I think... So, uh, I, I, I wasn't explained very well, and so I, and I didn't look too deep into That's just too much for me. You don't but, know everything um, about computers, like floppy yeah, disks and stuff? But, um, <laughs> but that would set it up. So honestly, actually, what they would do is they would leave the palace and just hold right to uh, once you get the hammer you can there's a little shortcut that you can go through you just hold right and the enemies just avoid you wow um, until you make it onto the road oh, technology is whack <laughs> if you play the game speed running for any percent typically the first item you get is the hammer hmm. and the way you do this is you have to in, in every village there's a lady that will heal you mm-hmm. and a, a lady that will um, recover your magic so if you talk to the lady that'll heal you uh, at a, a certain way, she'll walk into the house and you walk inside the house normally and she'll heal you. But if you interrupt her and the, the second that she goes, she tries to go in the house, you talk to her, she'll turn around and start f- like walking o- and flying away. <laughs> and then... And then I think you enter the, the can building. You, can you clarify what flying away? <laughs> like, 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 your sprite goes up, or does it just? Yeah, really. Yeah, because like, because I think to go in the house, like oh, she, she has to go she's up. walking and she goes kind of up, but she's going the wrong way. <laughs> and then um, it takes you into this place called the Glitch Village, oh, which like, sorry, is I offended you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is a village that doesn't exist in the game. It it's. I think the first door is, is glitched so that you go through it and it takes you back. And if you do it a certain number of times, you can go some other place. I didn't I didn't watch that speed run, um, but that's called scroll lock. Okay. But if you leave it, it takes you all the way to the graveyard, which is pretty mm-hmm. close to where you get the mm-hmm. hammer. Mm-hmm. And so you go in through there, um, you get the hammer and... Uh, so yeah, so that that's Glitch Village. It's it's useful for getting you pretty far into the the just cheat through a, a huge section of the game, and then as we said, up A, you you press that on the second game to reset the game. Um, you use that a lot to just go back to where you want to, to to the beginning, and it also makes it easier again for you to plot your route. Then there's another thing called screen scroll, where when you're in the overworld and you have an encounter. Just like in Zelda 1, how you would go to leave the screen and press a different direction and it would register you just on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. Similarly, um, if you leave 
the town or the, the encounter, but facing a, the opposite direction, it would think you left from that side. Oh. So for certain, like for the bridge, for example, you ha- you have to cross it to get to the other side. If you just enter the encounter and leave, it will keep you on the same side of the bridge. And there's a couple other encounters like that that'll do that. So um, if you face... So you're saying you, you face leave, forward and you back out of it. Well, the thing is, is that that is very hard to do. That's well, actually impossible to do normally. But when you're in a ferry... Um, you move a little more glidey, and it's a little easier to do. So you are you can start moving left, look right, and you leave looking right. So you have to become a fairy, and you can skip through. So you can use the way. fairy magic, and then you can oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, fairy. By the way, um, is a magic that turns you into a fairy. It doesn't give you a fairy, which mm-hmm. is what I expected it would do. Yeah. Same. But, However. Yeah. Well, but then you mm-hmm. have the life spell too. So you do get the life spell. Yes. My favorite spell is the spell spell. <laughs> I noticed that. It, I was watching like a playthrough. And it was like, use this magic. And it's like, spell? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> My favorite character was Error. Um, <laughs> did you know, you know, there's like, people, they call him Bagu in um, yes. the like walkthroughs and stuff. But it's, I think it's supposed to be a translation of bug. So Error and yeah. bug. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. joke that didn't translate. No. Yeah. But they translated error right, but then they didn't translate bug right. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Eh. Fun Neat. fact. Anyway. Um. Additional uh, speed running tips and hacks. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, so the other thing about the fairy is the best spell in, spell in the game for speedrunners. <laughs> yes. If you're a fairy, um, you can just keep walking, like just go through keys, key doors. Really? Um, hmm. Just yeah, basically you have a lot of momentum, and it's hard to slow you down. What does the fairy so kinda, spell do? Like normally, it was it supposed to do? It's supposed to get you to basically an improved jump. You can oh, like fly okay. up, upwards, places where you can't normally jump, and explore areas up above and stuff okay. like that. But um, yeah, because of the way that it's it, the speed is calculated and all that, you just go through the keyhole. Hmm. Um, but if you have a key, you will still open it. Okay. So, um, and you have to be uh, strategic. There's one part in particular where you want to avoid the key because you want to go through, grab, I, oh, I forgot which item. I think it was the raft. And you come back and you then pick up the key so you can use it for another. A different um, door. Different door, mm, yes. Interesting. So, the reason you do that is magic is limited and you get item drops from enemies. And the way that works is every or every ninth enemy you kill will drop an item. And depending on who, what enemy you kill, they have a choice of certain types of items. Oh. So it might be a red pot that fills all your health, a blue pot that, or a magic, a blue pot that fills only some of your magic, or a power, point a point, point bag, which gives you EXP. Yeah. So, um, again, it's, it's, I think, a 50-50 typically for what will drop. Hmm. So you count how many you are killing, and on the ninth, uh, you'll get your item. Hmm. The exception is, for some reason, at 16, you get a fairy. Always? Um, hmm. Yes. And then... This also would have been helpful knowledge. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I would have killed a lot more of those experience-grabbing enemies. Yeah. <laughs> instead um, of avoiding But them. I think some enemies don't drop items, and so if you miss your 16, that means at 19, or, or 18... Is it every 10? I think it's every 10, essentially. So at 19. So at 20, at 19, 
you would get your normal drop. Um, or if you did get your fairy starting at 26, you start getting your items again. Well. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing where you have to kind of count your enemies and make sure that your your enemy is the right kind that when it matters. I didn't realize, like, how much it was, like, uh, count like hard coded, counted instead mm-hmm. of like random. Actually, um, Zelda uh, speed runs one require, I think like, had the same. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Cosmo? Uh, Zelda one had I think the same thing where every X enemy will give you an item. I believe that it just didn't feel yeah. that way. Yeah, and so and so again, depending on the enemy, um, I, although sometimes how you kill them would would uh, uh affect it. So if you mm-hmm. draw if you killed something with a bomb, you would get a bomb drop. If you kill something with an arrows, typically you'd get an arrow drop, and uh, otherwise you'd get certain types of items from different enemies mm. and such. So what you're saying is, if you want to speed run Zelda two, become a fairy. Is what I'm hearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when in doubt, use fire. Yeah. Apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the last thing. So if you jump, you keep your momentum, but the enemies read your controller input to choose their position yeah how fucking annoying when mm-hmm. fighting so, a, like a whatever it's called an iron whatever thingy mm-hmm. well <laughs> those, so what would happen things. is if you jump and let forward and let go of your your stick uh, your direction pad mm-hmm. they will stop moving because they don't see you registered as pressing a direction so you're not so it doesn't know where to be it stays still more or less mm-hmm. and then the other thing is that just like link um if you block high Certain item uh, weapons and attacks can still hit your head mm-hmm. because there's a little thing where your your shield doesn't cover you, but your, your head. head yeah. yeah. So iron knuckles have the same. So with that, you jump forward, let go, and whack, and they just get hit. Yes. And so you just jump forward, whack, jump forward, whack, jump forward, whack, jump forward, whack, and then jump forward and let go of the stick or like mm-hmm. like well, not touch the direction. Not touch or, the D pad. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the other one is that the down thrust, if you hit something with with enough health to survive it, you let go and press down again, you'll instantly hit them again. Hmm. And so you just kind of mesh down when you're, you're above enemies. you not jumping. Without jumping. No, no. This is jumping because this is your down slash. You have to be in the air to do it. No, no, no. I mean, like, you jump and then you down slash and then you just keep holding down or you keep pressing down. You keep, tap, you keep tapping, tapping it, down. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, without jumping, because you'll you'll just kind of be bouncing on their head a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just kind of hovering over there. Um, and so that's a good way to beat a lot of bosses. Yeah, and they don't move. There's a lot of enemies that don't move when you're attacking them. Yes. Like they can, either they can't or they don't. Like the floating skull thing that I can't remember what it's called. You can just hit it one time and it stays still. Yeah, bubble. <laughs> <laughs> the floating skull thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yes. So the speed run times. The one that I watched, which um is called uh, any percent no scroll lock because there's of course speedrunners have what like one two three four five six yeah there's seven, always like at categories least, yes. yeah <laughs> ten at least ten categories mm-hmm. um <laughs> it is 41 minutes and 35 seconds 41 minutes huh so like twice yep. as no not twice as long about whatever 25 percent longer than legend of zelda mm-hmm. oh and this is by dude <laughs> d-o-o-0-0-d dude mm-hmm. dot um, second place mm-hmm. is 43 minutes. Oh, wow. 43 minutes and 27 seconds. So almost two minutes ahead. Cantalopeme? 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 I don't know. Um, yeah, he's two minutes ahead. 
dude is two minutes ahead of that. That's crazy. <laughs> For 100%, the speed is also dude with 51 minutes and 31 seconds. So an hour. Yeah, about an hour. Yeah. Just an hour. And any percent is 16 minutes and 20 seconds by Slackinator. Wow. Yeah. And dude is behind by five, five seconds behind that. <laughs> but, um, dude, he's yeah. the time up. <laughs> <laughs> or down, I guess, in this case. <laughs> nice. I thought both of these games were interesting because, like, I'm not super familiar with NES games, but mm-hmm. they both seem like kind of interesting concepts for the time. Like a mixed yeah. game for Zelda 2, and then for, like, Zelda 1, this sort of, like, open world game like i don't know how many open world games like that there were for nes yeah that's a good point i don't i think we've like really successfully dated ourselves accurately by describing the consoles that we were very familiar with earlier which was (laughs) i think for most of us n64 and gamecube GameCube. yeah Yeah, like like i said i've played i played an nes as a child but it was like mario it wasn't Mm -hmm. and and they had the other game they had was this like simpsons skateboarding game <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah yeah i don't know what it was called but i remember playing that and those were like the only two games that they had so as far as i know oh and duck hunt, duck hunt. i was reading about the light gun again recently and i was like oh yeah i forgot about that mm-hmm. <laughs> what a good time mm-hmm. my first console was the game boy color so oh, oh wow cute <laughs> mm-hmm. i think that was well i think our first console was n64 and then the game mm-hmm. boy color i think we got the n64 first yeah and i'm I got into video games via Pokemon, so mm, Pokemon. So the Game Boy was <laughs> my entry point. I remember getting the Game Boy Color like for on my birthday, going to like the store and getting it when I was probably like eight. Mm-hmm. Assume it had already. Yeah, I remember it was a um, a money lesson from my parents because <laughs> I had to get, I had to do my research and decide that it was something I wanted to spend my money on, and I got money <laughs> out of my savings account. Oh, wow. <laughs> to wow. buy my Game Boy Color and two games, which and- were Pokemon Red and Kirby's Dream Land 2. Ooh, Ooh. those are good choices. What was <laughs> mm-hmm. the color, Game Boy Color, that you had? I had the purple see-through one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the best color. Uh, Jane had yeah. that one. My sister had that one, so I couldn't get that one, obviously. Um, I have a twin mm-hmm. sister, for everyone who's listening to this who doesn't didn't listen to any of our other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I had to have something different. And I really wanted the lime green one, but they didn't have one at the store, so I had teal. Mm-hmm. My, my first game mm-hmm. was teal. I, th- I think yeah. I had the teal one as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sold it later, and then I got a lime green one for myself much later, because <laughs> I can. I'm an adult with my own money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I remember the um, the Game Boy Color was relatively new at the time, and so like I had been debating over whether to get the original Game Boy or the Game Boy Color. And you made my, the right mom, my mom convinced me it was a better investment to get the newer console, oh. even though it was a little bit more money. So, Your mom was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it was better to have like three colors than no colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually don't know how many yeah, the colors entire... the Game Boy has. Game Boy Color has. Like on the screen, I mean. Uh, they were pretty colorful, but um, we'll I think the best thing the about it was how it turned original Game Boy Colors like one color. Yes. Like Pokemon Red turned like this reddish orange color. <laughs> yeah yeah a couple were like a couple had like some built-in like code i guess for if it was played on game boy color that had more complicated colors but not pokemon <laughs> i am looking at a list of of pal oh wait what is this palettes from the game boy um yeah so they had like they had colors but like it was still limited in game mm-hmm. 
powers of blah 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 for Game Boy. The Game Boy Color had an enhanced built-in color palette featuring up to sixteen colors. Ooh. Oh, wow! I think in an NES game. So I was reading about this. Actually, this is a good transition for us to talk about the graphics from Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. and, and uh, Zelda Two. But in the in the NES, in the whole of the NES, there was like a a step. There was a color palette. So all games, um, like it wasn't RGB. It had like a palette. So all oh I'm sure uh, whatever I'm sure it used RGB or something, but to actually render them, but um there was it's all all nes games the colors come from a palette of like 56 choices and in each game there you can only have like a limited number in each game i think you can only have like maybe 13 i think that was what i read and then you can only have a limited number on the screen at any given time so like oh wow yes so that's why like all nes games look very similar first of all and the mm-hmm. palette is also really interesting i read a comment and i i from my limited experience with nes games i agree that the, the palette itself has like a lot of cool tones like blue and green it doesn't have a lot of like red and orange and then yeah i don't i can't explain exactly it has to do with like in terms of like how many you can have and like what you can have on the screen but it's essentially limited because oh. of the memory but yeah anyway the game boy also seems to have a limited palette in game but it's up to 16 interesting <laughs> i think like the, the game boy color was like somewhat equivalent to an nes and like the game boy events was somewhat equivalent to a snes and yeah. like it's mm. graphical output <laughs> Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. what like how much what their like tech specs were. Mm-hmm. Oh, it ha- ooh thirty two kilobytes of RAM. Wow, crazy thirty two k, crazy. Ten hours of gameplay, battery life. It's like I think I have Word documents bigger than that. Oh, you do now for sure. <laughs> the cartridge, so mind blowing. <laughs> the cartridge RAM had a hundred twenty eight. It says KIB. I don't know what that is short for. <laughs> Kibble. Kill, kill, yeah. Well, because there's kilobits and kilobytes. Must, I don't know. It's like instead of KB, it's K lowercase K lowercase IB. So is it? I don't know. I don't think so. Is it a kilobit? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> not advanced. This is like the, the part of computing that is like beyond my ability to understand other than in the abstract. It's like, yeah, yeah, bits and bytes. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> But it was portable and not attached to your computer. We didn't talk about this, but the like the Famicom controllers were attached to the Famicom. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't have peripherals, which is really interesting. They couldn't have the same kind of peripherals NES could, but anyway. Um but yeah, so so like I said, the color palette for the NES was was limited and for each game it was very limited. And so you can see in the sample that I sent you, there's a lot of like blue colors. So a lot of NES games have this sort of like cooler color palette. They don't use like red a lot, except for like Metroid. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's a, that's a generalization. I'm just joking. In terms of like the so of course like we said we're dealing with basically like pixel art and like block based art in both of these games and like sprite based art. One thing that I thought was interesting, I think it was about um, the Legend of Zelda, like the original one, is to save memory. So there's the overworld map, which is like a big rectangle. And then the dungeon map is also, the dungeon maps are all separate. They would appear to you as all separate. But apparently they're, the way they're designed in game, like I guess in the, the way it's uh, referenced in like the graphics or whatever, is they're all arranged together in one layer. So all, the, all of them like fit together. So all the dungeon maps fit together as like in one rectangle, apparently. So that explains why some of them have like weird, weird layouts. Um, to me, I thought it was kind of interesting. I think that's the one thing I forgot is uh, um, for certain speedruns, you can glitch through some of those and start in one dungeon, and because of how mm-hmm. they're laid out, you can end up in the next dungeon or you know just whatever one is is physically right there next to yeah, you. Yeah, and mm-hmm. wherever, however the mm-hmm. graphics are stored. 
Yeah. Um, I don't actually know how they store the backgrounds. Like, it's not. I mean, I assume it's like a, basically a giant sprite sheet, but I'm not familiar with that kind of programming. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. So that's in Legend of Zelda or in both? No, just the first just one. Just the first one. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure how. Like, obviously. So the interesting thing to me, at least from a from a graphics perspective, is like Zelda Two was developed for the same systems, but it has a much different structure. Like I don't know how they were able to like structure it so that it used the same memory and stuff. Unless mm -hmm. Zelda was like Legend of Zelda was underutilizing it or something. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it just seems like there's more sprites, there's more places, there's more like mm -hmm. different textures and graphics, mm -hmm. um, like in the in the mm -hmm. map and stuff like that. There's more variation. Yeah, Zelda 2 looks really good. Yeah. Well, I wonder... Uh, do you know if maybe Zelda 1 was just the one side of the disc, and maybe because Zelda 2 was two-sided, they were able to fit more in the same amount of memory? I guess that's possible. Like, maybe the um, maybe the actual floppy they used had a different technology. I don't actually know. I don't remember... Do floppy... Can you turn... You can't turn... Can you turn them over? <laughs> trying to trying to dredge the memories from the past. Do they somehow put like a medium to separate it and then have two floppy things in it? Uh, yeah, I feel like not all of them were flippable, but but some were. Double sided uh. floppy disk. I should call it a flippy disk. Yeah. Well, it's a, called a floppy disk because it's floppy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Early floppy disks use only one surface for recording, single sided. Yeah, initially double sided disks had to be moved and flipped over. Double-sided to double, double the capacity. This doesn't explain how the how it's actually mm -hmm. built, but yeah, there's there. So apparently, there are single-sided and double-sided. So maybe you're right. Maybe maybe Zelda Two was double-sided and Zelda One was single-sided. Yeah, Zelda One is also a launch game for the disc system, so probably just yeah. figuring out how to work stuff. They were just like, we have a great way to make cheaper games. Apparently, <laughs> cheaper cartridges. It took me a while into my research to realize what the what it was like. What I was like, for Famicom, I know what that is. And then I didn't realize that they actually like went through this whole, like adding that peripheral and then launching in the US, they actually like reformatted the whole, there was a whole like marketing and product research, you mm -hmm. know, like campaign to go to bring the, this, the, any, or the Famicom product to North America, basically. And that's why the NES, like we talked about this a little bit earlier. That's why it like looks the way that it does. So they wanted to make it like look easy and fun and, you know, relax mm -hmm. gamey. Just like all their other yeah. consoles. <laughs> so I guess that strategy worked for them. <laughs> I guess it did actually, because the NES was like a super popular console. It sold like mm -hmm. crazy even during, mm -hmm. after the, um, what did you say? Like you, the video game um, bust or whatever. The game crash. crash. Yes. Like 987 or something? whatever it is. <laughs> I feel like it's like 83. It's I think we're that, really but, um, like, yeah. Yeah, it's earlier mm -hmm. than that. But um, So, yeah. It's after uh, the... Uh, Atari? Yeah, the... Um, E.T. game for Atari. <laughs> the one that was mm. rumored to be buried in the desert or whatever. And then one. was actually buried in the desert. <laughs> it was just buried in a dump like everything else. No, no. they found it. Oh, they found them buried in... Yeah. I remember they found them buried this. in uh, New Mexico or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the Atari was a great console. We actually... I, I didn't properly explain my video gaming background because we had an Atari. My parents had an Atari. So we played a lot of like early, early Atari games, like Pitfall. Games yeah, I remember with, playing. Wait, um... no save states, no <laughs> guidance. <laughs> yeah, I remember playing uh, OG uh, Space Invaders at your house. That is, it's a rough game. <laughs> throw it out there. I liked the. Um, actually, I, my, I feel like my favorite Atari game was like Galaga. It had like crazy stuff, and that was really <laughs> more of like an arcade game. Apparently, a lot of the reason also for like the difficulty with 
early like any at home console games was like a lot of those video game designers came from the arcade like video Mm -hmm. game Mm. industry and so they were used to structuring games so that they would get people to pay more to play them so instead of Mm. like you know being like at home and having your one game that you play for years right Mm -hmm. or you know several games you play for years yeah Um, and then you had some of that continue for the like rental market yeah they were like oh they need to keep renting it over and over again (laughs) it's like (laughs) or buy it one time yeah yeah i don't know or keep renting it even though you beat it because kids do that yes because they like the same do the to obsess over the same things do the same things yeah i remember my dad got kind of mad at me when i was a kid because i kept wanting to rent the same like movie Mm -hmm. over and over again at like video hut (laughs) and i'm like but i like this one your parents should have just bought it like once it gets to a certain there's a threshold of like cost yeah you know where it's like i don't know how much it costs to rent a movie not that much but you know if you rent it Mm -hmm. enough times also, if it will entertain your child, like you should just pay yeah. for it. I feel like mm-hmm. so interesting. That game for me Zelda was 2. for the N sixty four. No, N sixty four Tetris spheres. <laughs> it was Tetris, but on like a sphere. Yes, I, I don't know why, but I, that that is the game that we would we rented that like ten times. We rented a game we rented all the time that we didn't own until I bought a version of it later or I bought it later um, as an adult. But one game we played rented all the time was beetle adventure racing. It was this like <laughs> shitty game where you, yeah, it's like a racing game where you race Volkswagen beetles. Like it's exactly what it sounds like, <laughs> but it was just a shitty game. Oh, that's we less exciting it. than I was. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was like thinking bugs. with that, like beetle bugs. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It was like Volkswagen beetles. <laughs> yeah. had, like, um, you know, like the Mario, like battle, like Mario like battle levels it was kind of stuff like that where you had to go and like collect little beetles and stuff like that with your car <laughs> I don't know yeah we used to rent that game a lot I remember are you talking about like Mario Kart like the battle yes like the Mario Kart battle okay okay um, okay, okay battle style game or whatever I don't know I don't you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. I played a lot of Mario Kart as a child also those were the kind of games mm-hmm. that I played it was like mostly Mario Kart and like Pokemon Stadium we played those mm-hmm. mini games forever Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably into adulthood, directly from the yeah. oh, N64 days. I, I remember playing those as an adult. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. haven't. My N64 hasn't been hooked up for a while, but it might have to be. Well, it'll have to be for. I actually have the N64 Ocarina of Time and um, what's the other one? Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask. Yes, oh, I recently nice. bought them before we decided to plan this podcast. So I was like, I want to play those on the N64, so I bought. Them. I have Majora's Mask, but I don't have Ocarina of Time, and I remember going. This was several years ago going through this like hunt to try and find the freaking um expansion card for the uh oh, n64 originally yeah. one of those is in my n64 yeah so mm-hmm. i think like so both so like i said both of them were for famicom disk system and nes they have like similar i guess ability we're we're, we're um guessing that the maybe the um legend of zelda was only on like a single-sided floppy which would make sense to me um for the original release because there is like way more sort of like graphical and music. There's more music, so there's more different songs in the soundtrack in Zelda Two. I noticed than there were in Zelda One. But yeah, and then when it comes to the like visual style, I don't know how to describe these other than like you know like classic retro um, eight bit games, and they use sprites. Mm-hmm. I think like mm-hmm. uh, Legend of Zelda has like pretty simple sprites. I think the Zelda 2 ones are a little more complicated. And what I most yeah. appreciate about the Zelda 2 sprites are Link's, like, appearance of short shorts. <laughs> I think he's supposed to be wearing tights, but I interpret them as being short shorts the whole time. <laughs> it seems like he's wearing a tunic with nothing he's, under it. Yeah, he's wearing, like, that's what I mean. He's wearing, like, a, yeah, a tunic like... <laughs> that's super short, which made me chuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I think the comic, the illustrations always show. It's like the older pants. Link wears tights, but like younger Link always just seems to be wearing a tunic <laughs> and no pants, <laughs> which is he's a questionable. So it's <laughs> fine, but I mean, I think he could use more protective equipment. Yeah, like <laughs> for his adventure. <laughs> well, he uses magic. He doesn't need to have pants because he has magic. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the interesting things about the graphics also are like the dungeons all kind of have their theme. So even in Legend of Zelda where it's a little bit like limited in kind of the overall like um, setting of the dungeons is similar. It's still ha like they all have different color tinted mm -hmm. in the background, I guess. And all the sprites are always the same. Like all the enemies are the same in different locations. Um... Goddamn. <laughs> what? Well, because there's, I, I think this is um, Awaken Link's Awakening again, but like <laughs> Because, like, I, I think in the beginning of the, every dungeon, there's, like, a statue. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think in Link's Awakening, they're, like, fish. They're usually... <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. Um. But but I think I think in Zelda 1... <laughs> Spoilers of... for two, the ancient I think. Link's, Awakening. <laughs> Link's Awakening reasons. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, like, these, like, griffin -y kind of statues. But I think there's sometimes fishy statues in, in Legend of Zelda. Um, but yeah, there's, every time you go in the dungeon, there's like a, um, like a, the entrance is like filled with statues. Yeah. They're like little Armos looking dudes, mm -hmm. but yeah, there are little, like, there are some that look more fishy. Yeah. And then, uh, Zelda 2 has like the little statue at the front of the palace. Yeah. They have a couple throughout. They're like little knight-esque statues, yeah. um, which I always freaked me out because I thought that they were going to attack me because they look, they, if you swipe at some of them, they do. What? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Mm, I some of them will drop potions, that. and some of them turn into uh, iron knuckles. No, and attack you, I don't so. like them. Sometimes I'd swipe it, hope it was a potion, it would come alive. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. No, 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 you run away. <laughs> <laughs> run in the opposite direction. Um, some interesting things about the graphics in Zelda 2, other than what I said. So, like, we talked about how the perspective changes. Mm -hmm. The palaces themselves also have different designs, like different graphic styles and, like, color theming um, and mm -hmm. are interesting. But then they kind of have, like, platformer elements, like, general platformer elements, yeah. like, yeah. Mm -hmm. gaps. Um, I especially liked the one where you get the crystal and then you can still die by falling in the in the gaps in the floor <laughs> after. I think that was like one of the later dungeons or later palaces. <laughs> um, one thing that I noticed is like the crystal where the crystal's place is in these like statues at the end of every dungeon, and it's like a face, and you mm -hmm. it's placed in sort of like the third eye spot. So I don't know what they're going for with the sort of like <laughs> mythology, but that's an interesting <laughs> thing that I noticed. Oh, and like one of the first uh, images, I think of all the three Triforce, like the three, the three Triforces, together is at the end of the Zelda screen, like the, the classic like Triforce image where it's the three triangles with the gap in the middle. Because mm -hmm. um, in the first in Legend of Zelda, one of the Triforces was taken by, by Ganon, and you are collecting the shards from one of them, so it only mm -hmm. talks about the two. Um, and then I think in general, the visual content is kind of like European fairy tale-esque. There's like princesses and castles and, yeah. you know, medieval like knights and swords and shields and crosses um, and that kind of imagery. Mysterious forests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like different locations. I actually really enjoyed all the different battle locations in like the different encounter locations in Zelda 2. There's like mm -hmm. the forest and the field and the, the path, the caves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the graveyard with those annoying floaty <laughs> eye guys. Oh my god! You don't love the graveyard? It's so great. Aesthetically, I do. The fact that there is a graveyard in both of these children, anomaly children's games, um, it's also fun. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
even the did graveyard you guys is see the European um, style with the crosses and whatnot. Hmm? Did you guys see the mini version of the Zelda one map tucked in the Zelda two map? <laughs> I saw that while googling. I did not notice it <laughs> while playing, but yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Do you know what we're talking about, Kasim? No. Uh, you can just Google it and, and see it. Uh, I can put a link in the show notes. But yeah, if you yeah. if you played Zelda one and then you play Zelda two, there is um, there's like a Easter egg where there's kind of like a mini version of the. Uh, original Zelda one map that's in a like a segment of the Zelda two map that has like yeah, the it's graveyard. in like the bottom left part yeah it's got the graveyard and then it's got uh, spectacle rock and mm-hmm. uh, the little the lake in the middle yeah and the forest at the bottom and yeah and it has like mm-hmm. kind of like multiple I think there's two lakes or something there's like these two things that look yeah anyway you can see it mm-hmm. it's cute it's it's an abstraction yeah <laughs> but yeah it's a good Easter egg oh. <laughs> That's neat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have other specific things? Anybody want to say anything specific about the uh, visuals? Because I want to talk about music too, which is obviously the most important. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the most important aspects of the Legend <laughs> I... of Zelda series. Not even joking. <laughs> no, it's actually, and it's something that I love about the Legend of Zelda series because it's also like in later games, not so much in these two games, but in later games, music is like a major part mm-hmm. of this gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. often yeah. often so here there was the in legend of zelda one there's like the little whistle like i said there's a little sound effect for it mm-hmm. and it does things in the game but yeah the legend mm-hmm. of zelda music was composed by koji kondo you would know him from every other fucking game that you love <laughs> yeah. um such as like i think most notably like the mario series um he was the lead like composer for most of them um yeah, it's like koji kondo composer of your childhood. just nintendo composer of nintendo <laughs> So, like, all the Mario games, especially, like, the early Mario game, all the Legend of Zelda games, he's either, like, been the composer or, like, the, like, lead director or whatever. Um, Star Fox 64. Mm. Um, hold on. So, just think this is a Nintendo podcast. Yeah, basically. <laughs> at this point, yes. Oh, Yoshi's Island for Nintendo 64. Oh, my goodness. So, he's good at making people cry. So, he did that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope he sang it himself. <laughs> you mean you mean yes yeah. <laughs> i had to remember um but yeah after after like sort of so ocarina of time he's like the main composer but as the games get more complicated more and more people get added to the to the um to the like to the games but yeah mm-hmm. also super smash Cosm, you're a fan mm. um so yeah basically every good every good nintendo series he's responsible um and i think that explains why like to me, like the music, music in both of the games were good, but the the main sort of like Legend of Zelda theme is established in the Legend of Zelda, um, mm-hmm. the main game, and it wasn't. I I was expecting that to be sort of like repeated in Zelda two, but it wasn't, uh, which was mm-hmm. interesting. They really the composer for um, Legend of Zelda two is a a man named Akito Nakatsuka. And he also, oh, you would know him from Ice Climber. He was responsible for the. If you've played Ice Climber, he was the he was the composer for for um, Ice Climber. But yeah, like it looks like he kind of moved into. There's like other games too, like. But yeah, then he kind of looks like he moved into like a supervisor and coordinator role for later games, like Super Mario Brothers Deluxe and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, this is one of the the one of the main games that he was the composer for for Zelda Two. Um, mm-hmm. And like I was saying, Zelda 2 has... Oh, oh, sorry. I wanted to say a couple other things about Zelda 1. I learned a really interesting fun fact about Zelda 1. <laughs> so in the Legend of Zelda encyclopedia, apparently it, it says that they were... The original opening theme for Legend of Zelda was supposed to be this song called Bolero, 
which is a piece <laughs> by Ravel. But just before the game was completed, they realized the copyright wouldn't expire. So they were trying to use like a classical um, piece and they couldn't delay the release. So they decided to write a new song. So Koji Kondo wrote the theme for Legend of Zelda in one night. <laughs> Would you like wow. to hear what the song, this could have been the theme of Zelda. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> Yes. Hold on. Because Here. the copyright expired? Not, uh, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> this performance that I'm going to play for you has not. Mm -hmm. So that could have been the theme song for Legend of Zelda. If not for the copyright not expiring, we wouldn't have done da 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 da. I was gonna say instead he just wrote one of the most iconic yes, tunes in video yeah. game history in right. one night. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> right, exactly. So really interesting fun fact that I learned. And another thing that mm -hmm. I noticed in the first game also was that it established some of the like sound effects that are used later. So like the da 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 sound effect for when mm -hmm. you do good stuff, and also the for like when you get like a secret thing mm -hmm. so those were sound effects that were established in the first game so that was really interesting and then yeah like i said for zelda 2 there's more variety in the background music i noticed and in the sound effects mm -hmm. and yeah we were talking about how the palace music is like a good really good song i like it a lot mm -hmm. yes. and i like the music for zelda 2 it's just doesn't I think because Koji Kondo did all the other ones that Yeah, it definitely has a different vibe. <laughs> it does. It's yeah. got it's written in like a different key. It doesn't have the same um so it wouldn't have the same as you said vibe. It wouldn't have the same sort of like feeling and perception. And it doesn't. It has like a I don't know. Um it just has a different different vibe. Um I think there's like a little more tension in the the music in, in Zelda, like um the main theme, at least in Zelda 2 as opposed to, or in Zelda 1 as opposed to Zelda 2. But Zelda 2 has, like, a lot more fast music. And it's interesting, the costume that you were bringing up, the, like, cheats, like, you can, the enemies move with the music and stuff like that. There's an interesting talk that I also read that Koji Kondo did, where he was talking about how, like, an animation also needs to be, like, timed with music, and which totally makes sense. I just never really think mm -hmm. about it. I think it's, like, a subtle thing that you wouldn't notice while you're playing, but you would notice if it was weird, right? So, like, mm. enemies move in time with the music, and your attacks are timed with music. Oh, and one thing that really annoyed me about the sound effects for both games was <laughs> the near-death sound, where it's, like, a, a siren, oh, yeah. and I was like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. That's why I played it mostly on mute. I enjoyed the music for both of them, but I'm I like, oh, my Pokemon is about to fade. Yes! <laughs> I have to go to a Pokemon center. <laughs> All of those are bad. <laughs> All of those things were annoying. Yeah. Yeah, the, and I was near-death constantly in Zelda 2, so I, I absolutely couldn't do it. <laughs> So it was I Yeah, yeah, like first starts off you're like, "Oh no, I almost died." And then you're like, "I get it." Yeah, I am dead. <laughs> I'm almost dead. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed the Pals music specifically and the battle music. The, mm -hmm. They both have like the encounter music for Zelda 2. And I think the music in both cases really helps like set the you in the mindset of being in that world and that story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um speaking of which, would you like to talk to us about <laughs> the, <laughs> the 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 characters and the story of Zelda 1 and Zelda 2. Such as they are. Yeah. Speaking of those. <laughs> First, I'm going to read you the classic original translation of the <laughs> story screen from Legend of Zelda. I can't wait. I'm, okay, wait. I need to pretend to... Hold on, wait. I'm going back to the 80s. My hair is frizzy. I'm wearing um, a hot pink tracksuit. My glasses are even bigger than they are now. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Many years ago, Prince Darkness Ganon, in quotes, 
stole one of the Triforce with power. Princess Zelda had one of the Triforce with wisdom. She divided it into eight units to hide it from Ganon, again in quotes, before she was captured. Go find the eight, in quotes, units, Link, also in quotes, to save her. <laughs> I feel like I could do a better translation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah later releases had the uh, more refined translation of Long ago, Ganon, Prince of Darkness, stole the Triforce of Power. Princess Zelda of Hyrule broke the Triforce of Wisdom into eight pieces and hid them from Ganon before she was kidnapped by Ganon's minions. Link, you must find the pieces and save Zelda. Yeah, that does make a lot See, more the, sense. The, mm -hmm. Yeah, but the first one used less words and still got the point across. <laughs> I think it almost uses... It uses pretty close to the same. <laughs> <laughs> it uses more extraneous words and symbols. Yeah. They put the Link in quotes, but Link is also in color. Like, yeah, anyway. yeah, they're all, yeah, <laughs> all those Zelda one had like a bunch of different colors. On... <laughs> yes, also, mm -hmm. I mean, we understand that we're playing a game. Like, I don't need you to tell mm -hmm. me that I am Link. Like, I get it. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Maybe we needed more more story setting in the in the eighties. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I guess you can't yeah. really set story in the games. You have to set it in the start mm -hmm. screen. Or yeah, like it's actually. Game. I mean, yeah, that's why it's kind of weird that like the Zelda two doesn't have like anything like that because Zelda one had this little blurb which gives you enough to go on zelda 2 has mm -hmm. a blurb you're like all right does it yeah i didn't see a blurb <laughs> it's not as uh i can tell you what it is for um i don't remember it was just a title screen and then you start off in the uh hold on the castle okay let me read it to you <laughs> if you wait long enough it will play the thing it just takes forever oh okay after ganon was destroyed impa told link a sleeping spell was cast on Princess Zelda. She will wake only with the power of the third Triforce sealed in a palace in Hyrule. To break the seal, crystals must be placed in statues in six well-guarded places. Link set out on his most adventuresome quest yet. Mm. So you did have to wait quite a while for the... But yeah, that yeah. You know, pretty much gives you the gist. It's like, it's like you're Link, bad guy's Ganon, Princess Zelda, need your help. You gotta find these eight Triforce things. Yes. You get... Yeah, the manual gave you a little bit more detail about, like... Uh, yeah, you have the character of Impa, who really only appears in the manuals <laughs> for a while, mm. which I noticed is kind that. of interesting. Yeah, um, but she's like Zelda's nursemaid, <laughs> mm -hmm. and like she like runs before Zelda is captured to try to find help, and Zelda saves her from some again, or not Zelda, Link saves her from some again his minions, and then he's so she decides this is a good kid to go and find the Triforce. She tasks a child <laughs> to do her bidding. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I was like Link's like ten in the first game. Maybe find someone else. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, the second game he's sixteen. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Or maybe yeah. wait. Yeah, it says I think so. it says in the thing that he on his sixteenth birthday. There was like a much more elaborate backstory in Zelda. Yeah, too. there's a really long yes. uh, <laughs> story for Zelda too. Uh, so yeah, then you go through your uh, your eight dungeons and then Death Mountain. <laughs> Eight dungeons that are named after the thing they're vaguely shaped like. Yeah, I noticed that they had <laughs> interesting names. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got the eagle, the moon, the manji, the snake, the lizard, the dragon, the demon, and the lion. What do you think a manji is? It's the um the good luck symbol that looks like a swastika, but it's oh, I understand. That mm. makes way more <laughs> sense. Because I was like, hey, this one's the swastika dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... yeah. Some of these are a bit more stretched than others. Like. <laughs> You look at the eagle dungeon, you're like, yeah, that looks like a bird and stuff. And then you're like, this is a dragon, I guess. <laughs> there was one dungeon that was like, the secret is in the nose or something. And it was like the very top of the dungeon. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's not a nose. I don't get this, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so all your main players are established in the first game. You got Link, Ganon, and Zelda. You've also got uh, several of the 
recurring enemies of the game first mm -hmm. appear here. Almost all the enemies reappear somewhere else. Uh, some of them only really reappear in the 2D games, but yeah, a lot of classics like Dark Nuts, Moblins, Octorox, Stalfos, Keese, Wallmasters. Yeah, fuck I know. those guys. I know. Um. <laughs> I was like, man, I was trying to avoid these until Wind Waker. I didn't keep them yeah. in this game. <laughs> yeah. And then the Lionel, as you noted, which had a few appearances in the 2D games, but had just made its 3D debut recently in Breath of the Wild. Horrifying. They're always bastards in every game. Horrifying <laughs> debut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most of the bosses aren't really um, recurring, but we do have Dodongo, <laughs> who appears as both a boss and just regular enemy in later games. Mm -hmm. And our first introduction of the classic uh, spider with a giant eye, Goma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just like mm -hmm. an enemy with a giant eye. I feel like a lot yeah, it's of usually them some kind of bug thing. True. Usually spider, but there's also like the centipede looking one in Wind Waker. Yeah, there's the big, the yeah, the sandy bug situation. Well, there's like Mulduga. Mm -hmm. That's not what I was thinking of, but yeah, there's others. No, I mean, there's one called the, the, Goma, the Goma that appears in Wind Waker is in uh, the one in uh, Dragon Roost Island. Oh. It's like a centipede type thing. Oh, yes. I remember there's like a buggy <laughs> yeah. enemy, uh, like boss there. Yeah, still called Goma, but still has a giant eye as its weak point, but yes. has some differences. Yeah. And then, of course, Ganon in his, like, pig demon form. Yeah, I noticed that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he he has he didn't return to, like, evil man form in this game. Yeah. <laughs> only as pig Ganon. Like, yeah, like we were saying, Zelda 2 story is pretty interesting, actually. Mm -hmm. Not that you would know it just from the game. But, um... So, you got the same Link. It's a direct sequel. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same Zelda. It's not? Interesting. No. It's supposed to be... I think at the time it's supposed to be, like, the original Zelda. But the later timeline editions kind of change that. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so the story is that right now it's uh, after Ganon's defeat, but everything still sucks. And <laughs> Ganon's minions are trying to revive Ganon with the blood of Link. Because that makes really? sense. Really? What? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that why they're trying to kill him, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay, I understand. Mm. It, doesn't, mm -hmm. it only has to kind of make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but Link... Uh, has like a birthmark shaped like the Triforce show up on his hand and he goes to talk to Impa again appearing in the manual <laughs> yes and she takes him to the castle where you start off where the sleeping Zelda is and apparently a long long time ago the king of Hyrule was handing down his uh, inheritance to the prince of Hyrule which we don't hear of very often yes the prince of Hyrule um, but he only passed him on part of the Triforce and kept one of them hidden two of them hidden i don't know either way he only had part of it and the prince was trying to find the other parts and he heard that his sister zelda had learned something about the other parts and questioned her but she wouldn't tell him and then this like evil magician that he was working with put her to sleep even though he didn't want her to <laughs> and so he felt bad and <laughs> and took her to the castle to be safe and decreed that every female child of the royal family would be called zelda from here on to I guess make sure people don't forget the tragedy or something. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so yeah, that happened a long time ago. So this is like the old Zelda, not the current Zelda. So there was a substitute <laughs> Zelda in in Zelda 1? Well, no, this would be Well, she like was just Zelda like 1's... the descendant of yes. like the mm -hmm. prince, I guess, of Hyrule. I just like that the idea that they're <laughs> like we need to establish sequels right now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we need to establish like it can't just be iterations these are all like different people but they have the same names 
<laughs> so yeah, so then Impa gives him the crystals, which you have to read the manual to know that that's how I noticed... you get the crystals. I remember the first time I talked to an NPC and it's like, you have to put the crystal in thing. I'm like, what crystal? Where do I get crystals? I knew that the game involved <laughs> putting crystals in statues, but I like did mm-hmm. the first dungeon and I was like, it'll be in the dungeon. It'll be an item in the dungeon. No, you just walk mm-hmm. up to the statue and you put a crystal in it. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, apparently Impa gave them all to you. Okay. And it's just like, here, go save the world again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this time he's 16, so he can have more responsibility, right? Like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then he goes through the uh, the palaces, which I guess are being guarded by um, guardians that are like, they're good guardians. They're not evil things because they're trying to protect the yeah. Triforce. So yeah, you go through the dungeons and then you go to the final dungeon and get your... Uh, get your Triforce and wake up the new old Princess Zelda. It's like the test of strength <laughs> in in the new, in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah, all of those mm-hmm. like Sheikah things are all being guarded for her own good, but you still have <laughs> to go and open them. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. So yeah, weird, weirdly complicated story for, <laughs> yeah. for Zelda mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem like it has to be that complicated. I guess I wanted to make it different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not as many uh, notable enemies in Zelda 2. A lot of them don't really show up in other games. Some of them have like similar, yeah, they're similar to ones from Zelda One or from later games, but aren't the exact same. Uh, it does introduce the Iron Knuckles, which are basically dark nuts. I don't know why they're yeah, two I don't different know why enemies. they're different. Um, they're, I thought it was just a dark nut, and then I looked it up, and I was like, "What the fuck mm-hmm. is an Iron Knuckle?" <laughs> yeah, but they show up in like, uh, like I think they show up in Ocarina of Time. They do. Uh, so yeah, Iron Knuckles. Um, mm-hmm. We see uh, Lizalfos for the first mm-hmm. time, which are like the armored lizard warrior people. Mm-hmm. Something that I think is interesting, personally, although I don't think there's any official connection, are the enemies, they're apparently called Faka, which are, like, the bird warrior dudes. Oh. That appear in the later, in, like, the last dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, they just make, they are very evocative of the Rito to me, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any, like, real connection there. It's just, they're, you know, they're anthropomorphic bird warriors, <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, there's an anthropomorphic bird thing in Legend of Zelda, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the thing. Are the yeah. is the Rito's first appearance in Wind Waker or is it really in an earlier? Game? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because they definitely came back in Breath of the Wild. Was, mm-hmm. I didn't know if they were in a kind Wind of a game. different form. But, but similar. Yeah, I think these uh, these enemies look more like the uh, Breath of the Wild era. Rito. Mm, interesting. Uh, and then as far as bosses, uh, you got uh, Volvagia there. It was originally translated as Barba, but that was a mistranslation. It's the same name as Volvagia, who oh. is a uh, a boss in Ocarina of Time. Oh. And has the same kind of deal, like it's a dragony thing that pops up out of pits of lava. Oh. Mm. Uh, and then the original appearance of Dark Link. Yes. Yeah. Most important part of the <laughs> game. Mm-hmm. I I was watching it and I was like, oh shit, oh shit, because I didn't play that far. <laughs> I just watched a playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's you. You have to. You must fight yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you can defeat me, Link, but can you defeat yourself? <laughs> so one thing that I found interesting was like. When you get a game over screen, Ganon laughs. It's like, Ganon has won or whatever. Uh, he's, it's Return of Ganon, game over yeah. or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so at the very end, it's like, wait, you fight? Ganon's not even in this? How does he win then? Uh, like, I guess because they didn't take realize... Link's blood. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that that's what they were that doing. That makes sense. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> Like, given the amount of times I died by falling down a cliff, I imagine Ganon's video being like, oh, shit. <laughs> now we gotta go up there and get his blood. Yeah. Well, he fell in lava. What if you burn? Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, a cliff makes more sense. Or you fall in the ocean or whatever, or bubbles kill you in the ocean, which was a great time. Yeah. <laughs> At the beginning of the game. Yeah, they have to, like, they have to, like drag the river to find yeah. Link's body. <laughs> to Make sure there's Ganon. some blood in there still. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> 
Well, he has minions. It's fine. Ganon seems to be able to control a lot of minions, as is established in these two games. You yeah. control like the entire world against you, basically. Mm-hmm. Although, as you're saying in this game, you mostly fight not Ganon's minions, but the guardians of the palaces, basically. Yeah. You have to prove yourself. So are all the enemies in there the guardians, or is it just the final boss of the dungeon that's the guardian? I do not know. <laughs> I assume <laughs> it's just the final boss, but... Yeah, because all the other Because there's some fight, enemies fight that appear right? both in the overworld mm-hmm. and in the dungeons, yeah. so... Sounds like they're not doing a good enough job guarding those palaces, then, if all the riffraff can get in. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I only have to guard the end of the palace. I just have to guard <laughs> the statue so nobody can put the gems in the statue to get mm-hmm. the the crystals or whatever to get the Triforce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you have to? I wonder oh, why yeah. you have, what's the story about ha- having to fight Dark Link? I wonder what's up with that. Well, there's a wizard there that bra- that summons Dark Link out of mm. you. Is it mm-hmm. the same wizard that put Zelda to sleep? Is that what it's supposed to be? I don't think so. The wizard that puts Zelda to sleep looks like a wizard robe, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, okay. he kind of looks like the uh, boss of the uh, the maze palace. When it like shoots a little reflecty yeah. magic he looks at you, like a mm-hmm. like a fancy wiz- like a scarier wizard robe. Yeah. 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 Like a fancy. I don't know. I guess it's just like a final test of character or something. Maybe it's it represents Link's like doubts and insecurities, and he has to overcome them overcome. to wield the Triforce of Courage. I believe that would mm-hmm. be a good interpretation. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, yeah, it makes sense. It's like he has gone through all of these other trials, and now he must face his most important trial himself. Because so. mm-hmm. the wizard is there after the the last um, the last palace thing is the Thunderbird, right? Yeah, yeah, which was horrifying in and of itself, actually. Mm-hmm. That's a really large and complicated sprite. It's pretty mm-hmm. impressive. <laughs> I mean, it's also just interesting to use the Thunderbird in yeah. general. They have like a pretty strong some con- connotation, right? Mm-hmm. Of of what I'm not sure, like, but they're <laughs> powerful mythological creatures. So, yeah, they're like um, they show up in a lot of like Native American mythologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it is a very large sprite that takes up most of the screen. Mm-hmm. Use all of the memory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe it's even multiple sprites. Like, I don't, it could be. It could be. They don't seem to move independently, but. I mean, maybe it's just... Like a lot of the, like, multi-sprite bosses, like Volvagia. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. But could be. Could be. I'm not a sprite maker. I don't... So. <laughs> I don't do the game code. One interesting detail is that all the towns have the same names as, like, the sages in Ocarina of Time. So I guess mm. by the official chronology, they're named after the sages. Makes sense. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you got, like, Naburu and Darunia and... Rome. Not all of them were sages, because I think Mido was one of the... the yeah, he's just cops. that dick in the Kokiri forest. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> most of them are the sages. <laughs> you could name a thing after someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dick in the Kokiri forest. <laughs> <laughs> there's Even if they're not... I mean, yeah, it's interesting that it's named after the sages, but even if mm-hmm. not, there's like still the establishment of like place names and like people names that then are repeated later mm-hmm. in both of these games. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's kind of interesting. Zelda 2 sort of introduced the uh, the concept of Zelda's infamous side quests. Mm-hmm. And that you have to like go and get this statue so you can learn this magic. <laughs> yeah. Or save this girl's kid so you can learn this magic. Find a mirror mm-hmm. so that you can learn magic or something. Like yeah. <laughs> find a random item. Yeah, I think like the, that was one of the things about Zelda 2 that reminded me the most of later Zelda games. Because like obviously the like life system and the magic system 
it's not necessarily something that I've experienced in other games, but like the village situation mm -hmm. where you have to go talk to a bunch mm -hmm. of people and like usually there's like something that you have to do in those places. Like even if it's not immediately mm -hmm. obvious, like you have to get an item or you have to talk to some person to trigger a quest or mm -hmm. you have to do something like that. Um, so yeah, that was uh, the most sort of like Zelda-esque thing that I think for me was developed in, in Zelda 2. Mm -hmm. well, I think it also gave the world liveliness, mm -hmm. right? There are people around mm -hmm. doing their things. There's other people. Like Zelda, yeah, Zelda 1, and even Breath of the Wild is just so... I mean, I guess it makes sense with Breath of the Wild, but it's so empty most of the time. Yeah. It mm -hmm. just feels very... Because you've got like a few small towns, but with how big of a, of a world it is, it just doesn't seem like enough to me. Yeah. I, don't know. I think that's a lot of people's complaint about Breath of the Wild. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I can reason it from the idea that this is like a post- war mm -hmm. world yeah because you yeah. find a lot of like ruins of yeah. towns that used to be there mm -hmm. in breath That's of the wild i think there's like this the story supports the emptiness and like the danger because mm -hmm. like also i mean yes. if you lived in the world of breath of the wild would you travel there's fucking enemies on mm -hmm. every road like <laughs> lionels yeah there's fucking lionels yeah. in the road Kasa. <laughs> no no i completely like like <laughs> Awesome. I understand why. I just it makes it just I understand. lonely. I love and, it. And I love everything about it yeah. because I like. Yeah. I think they do a good world. job making it like interesting to go through, mm -hmm. even without there's, having a lot of NPCs. There's like, like there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. In like every part of the map, there's often things, but not NPCs. You're right. It is very mm -hmm. empty in terms of like other characters, but like Legend of Zelda, mm -hmm. the first one is super. There's no other characters. Yeah. Just, this is just some old the, men in caves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is an odd life, and just yeah. Zelda, and Zelda mm -hmm. alone. Well, and then mm -hmm. I guess technically Impa's somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Impa exists somewhere. <laughs> she fucked off somewhere after like, sending Link on anyway, this adventure. Anyway, see you later. I'm heading out of Hyrule. <laughs> I think I read that she's supposed to be like the old woman that appears in the. I caves, mean, that makes sense to me, but that's not really like said in the game so. in the hyrule encyclopedia it's really funny where it's like um or whatever it's called the zelda encyclopedia like zelda encyclopedia it has like a mm -hmm. character relationships map and it's like the old man who gives you the sword the old man who upgrades your sword the old man who gives you yeah. the magic sword just, these are obviously the same npc like yeah we don't need to pretend he they're just... different npcs yeah once he gives you the sword he, he runs get, over he the just, next once you dungeon. yeah he jogs over to the next <laughs> cave to wait for you <laughs> my favorite part was gambling did you guys go get money from the the yeah, the let's play a money making yes. game. <laughs> I love how old games encourage oh, yes, yes, to gamble. Yes, yes, yes. And I like cheated and used the save state, so I walk in and save it, and then like mm -hmm. pick one. And then if it wasn't the right one, I just reload save state and pick it again. <laughs> but you can only carry two hundred fifty five rupees at a time, so like you have to mm -hmm. if you need to. And like I didn't realize for a long time, but one of the like likes took my nice shield, so yeah. I had to go replace it, and that's like mm -hmm. one hundred eighty rupees. That's almost all your wallet, like you. <laughs> So yeah. I had to go back there a couple times and just go get money to replace it, which was really funny. There's one specific shop that sells it cheaper than the other shops. Yeah, I think it was... <laughs> like, a couple of the shops have different prices. 60 But it's still... That's, like... Mm -hmm. Still a lot. <laughs> a quarter of your wallet. Mm -hmm. And you need money for arrows. You can't upgrade to the, to the adult's wallet and the giant's wallet in this game. <laughs> you don't have, like, an unlimited wallet, like in Breath of the Wild, where you can just jingle-jangle all your way through Hyrule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thousands of rupees. <laughs> Did you have any other story things that you wanted to talk about specifically? Not really. They're pretty, you know. They're basic. They're basic story. I mean, mm -hmm. like I said, Zelda 2 has a surprisingly complicated story, yeah. but none of it's really reflected in the, yeah. the game itself. Yeah, the game is like, go to the place, do the thing. Just like in yeah. in Zelda, The Legend of Zelda. They're, they're straightforward. Mm -hmm. NES games didn't have a lot of room for 
major storytelling in the dialogue in the game, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got better things to use that data for. Yeah, we gotta have fighting sprites. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very important. We gotta have all our, like, 16 colors. Yeah. And, like, five at a time per screen or whatever. <laughs> and play all our music at the same time, but then cut it out if there's a sound effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed both those games. I really, like, I mean, other than the shitty things that I didn't like about Zelda 2, but I did like the concepts of Zelda 2. Yeah. Um, I think Zelda 2 is less than the sum of its parts, like, yeah, it had fair. a lot of interesting individual aspects, but coming together to play was not a fun experience. It was, it's more difficult than rewarding, like at, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're like fully loaded, and even then it's like a lot, right? Yeah, at least for me. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I I see this as something that you sink a lot of time mm-hmm. to, something that like a skill to perfect. Yeah. So you know, you play this for months, and you're like, oh, I got so good that I can beat this, you know this guy without taking any damage mm-hmm. now and that sort of thing and like like if we had that sort of time and dedication and willpower i feel like it'd be good but like willpower. that's just that's just not what we no. got these days we have you know? a podcast it's, schedule it's... to com- adhere to mm-hmm. we can't mm-hmm. but so yeah. many other games and a lot like yeah uh... yeah <clears throat> very true and our lives <laughs> outside mm-hmm. of playing these games and no summer off school to keep playing them day in and day out mm-hmm. Can't spend my whole time playing Zelda. I've got to play the Ace Attorney game that came out last year and I didn't play it. <laughs> yeah. I can't spend all my time playing like Legend of Zelda. I need to keep playing Breath of the Wild and beat it again. Yeah, I need to play another Zelda, Zelda game. <laughs> I want to keep playing Animal Crossing. This like Nintendo uh, like online subscription. I got to make the most of it. <laughs> but they were both good, and I think these they it was interesting, especially to see all the things that kind of like come back in later games, like the things that stuck, Mm -hmm. like the things that stuck from Zelda two and Zelda Mm one and felt familiar and the things that were interesting explorations that they didn't repeat (laughs) later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like they both felt nostalgic despite me not having played them as a kid. True. And they're both sort of like quintessentially Zelda. Like they both Mm -hmm. had a very, Mm -hmm. like if you have played anything in the franchise, you would have like a, I think like a connection to it from mm-hmm. yeah. something else yeah. in the franchise. Even later games, yeah, like big sprawling overworld dungeons, triforce, dragons, uh, triceratopses. <laughs> <laughs> I liked. The, I did. We didn't talk about this very much, but I liked the bosses, the random like bosses in um, Zelda One, where it's like, oh, a lizard, and then it's like, or a two-headed dragon, and then it comes back as a three-headed mm-hmm. dragon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it also has my very favorite boss, Manhandla. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, the, the thing, thing with, with the like the crab claws. Oh, 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 the crab, the crab with the eye. Oh no, that's its like name the... was mm. its name was Manhandla. <laughs> oh, oh, the plant. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the thing with the heads. Okay, yeah. yeah, the heads, mm-hmm. the spinning heads. Yeah, they look like crab claws. They do. So. They do. The illustrations of it are horrifying with the with the yeah. heads, but yes, it did look like spinning crab claws. You said the um the thing with the eye, the goma is like a spider, but I imagine like a crab with a giant eye because it kind of moves side <laughs> to side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just my hot take. Yeah. But yeah, how come there's no triceratops in Breath of the Wild? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, only fossils. Maybe the Jonko and extinct. Uh, no. Yeah, I was thinking of um the 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 what is it the the magical beast or whatever. But that that was a chameleon, right? Oh, the divine oh, beast. Those, those divine beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a gecko thing. Yeah, there's like a lizard one. Mm-hmm. It's in the yeah. fireplace, so maybe it's a salamander. But yeah, there's a lizard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got those like 
it was all close, but they look like chameleons. Mm-hmm. I guess some of them have like horns, like triceratops, like the Dodongo. But like it's like straight up like a yeah. kid's <laughs> triceratops. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think like the later games have more like Zelda, you know, kind of like specific bosses, mm-hmm. like as opposed to dinosaur or dragon, even if they have like yeah. games. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm interested to see Ganon's evolution away from Pig Ganon. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of like animalistic looking, you know, like Shadow Ganon or whatever. Like he's always sort of like whatever animalistic or like inhuman, I guess. Mm-hmm. Unless he's Ganon. Yeah, it's like even. But... Yeah, and even then he usually like turns into the yeah the mm-hmm. pig demon yeah looking guy. Except Wind Waker's the only one where he doesn't, right? Uh, he has like different forms though, and they're not human. Yeah, he's got um. He's got the puppet stuff, right? Yeah, he's got the, like, puppety thing. There's, like, Shadow Ganon and Puppet Ganon. But the puppet yeah. ones, that's the last one. The puppet one. has, like, a pig version of Ganon. Yeah, they have different... Mm. There's, like, a dragony one, too, isn't there? Like, a long yeah. one. Yeah. He's got a, a snake one and, one like, a sure. spider and yeah. then, like, a the one that looks like kind of classic it's pig demon Every Ganon. evil animal. Yeah. And there's a lot <laughs> of, like, pig demons in other games. Like, pig enemies. Like, piggy enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, in... Yeah. Uh, Breath of the Wild and Wind Waker. Uh, what do they call them? The Bokoblins. Yeah, Bokoblins right? or Moblins. Yeah, Moblins tend to be pig like. Like, like they're very pig like in uh, Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ganon's, Ganon's minions tend to kind of be piggy. Mm-hmm. At least in some games. <laughs> There's no Blood Moon in... <laughs> yet established in either of these games. <laughs> the best mechanic. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay. Sounds like we don't have any any more things to say other than they were good, except for how we the things we didn't like from Zelda 2. Yeah. I do have one more thing. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm sorry to bring it up. No. <laughs> but remember how I told you that I, I stopped playing? Yeah. Did I tell you why? Well, you said your save file got messed up. Yeah. So I um built a new computer. Uh-huh. And along with it, I did uh, custom liquid cooling. Uh-huh. Um, so I set that up and everything, and it was working fine. Um, so I put it all you in my computer. You do the liquid cooling yourself? Yes. <laughs> okay. I see where this is starting to go. Yeah. Um, Did you use spaghettios? So- <laughs> <laughs> it's a more viscous cooling medium, so it's better. <laughs> so what happened to your computer? Um, Don't leave us hanging. <laughs> so, uh, so it was working fine, uh-huh. and I was like, great. So I transferred over stuff from my old computer to my new computer mm-hmm. and um i finished that but before i was able to reset my computer uh my liquid to the tube popped out <gasps> and just spilled everywhere mm. uh, yeah <laughs> and um i think because i'm using an ssd it i think it didn't have time to save so yeah. it was all in, like flash memory or something like that yeah. so that all that stuff got erased <clears throat> wait but so, so everything what about all the parts so the things that it got down towards the very bottom, uh-huh. that tube came out. So the only thing that got wet really was like the hard drive? my power supply. Only the most important part. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but that's also not like one of the cheaper parts yeah, compared I mean, to like the graphics card, yeah. the entire motherboard yeah. and all that. So yeah. so that worked out. Um, I had to replace it. Well, that's good. I'm glad it wasn't a total catastrophe, only a minor catastrophe. <laughs> yes. Why didn't you um, back up your files? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, oh, my save file for Legend of Zelda wasn't that important. 
<laughs> well, I, I lost all my work stuff. Cause of. Thank, thankfully, I was able to get those back. <laughs> I mean, not a total tragedy, but a, a minor not, tragedy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, any final thoughts about Zelda 1 or Zelda 2? The Inception of Zelda? <laughs> the Legend of Zelda, the Inception of Zelda. <laughs> no, it's all good. Okay. Enjoyable, fun. I enjoyed I enjoyed hanging out with you guys again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It was a good time. New series. <laughs> it's, it's happening. Yeah. Yay. It's uh, fun seeing the origin of one of my favorite series. Yes. Mm-hmm fun to see where it goes yeah yeah in order in order <laughs> except for uh <laughs> whatever the four swords which i grouped together but that's like a yeah. spin-off it's not yeah i was gonna say that's only like not a spin-off on a technicality and, and so. it's only it's only one uh one game there was only one game in between the two of them anyway was it um yeah it was it was four swords wind waker four swords oh Adventure. okay i see because yeah i remember four swords so. Adventure came out for gamecube so yeah and that was mm-hmm. a standalone game four swords came out with the like, I did Link to the Past remake. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Link to the Past re-release on Game Game Boy Advance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, the next thing that we're gonna play, we're, the next game we're gonna play is a Link to the Past. Yay! Yay. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention our release schedule, did we? That we're like once releasing a month. an episode every yeah once a month. First day of the month every month. So one month from now, <laughs> yeah. be there for. <laughs> A Link to the Past. I almost forgot what game it was we were playing. I had to look at my notes. <laughs> Be there for the next one. Yeah, the next game, next time, whatever that time is that this episode comes out. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for joining us for the start of our yep. Hylian adventure. And we'll see you next time. Yay. Sounds good. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. There's also a magic wand, and you can get an upgrade to the magic wand that lets you set things on fire, which is pretty oh, Jesus great. bird, what yes. the fuck? Sorry. <laughs> oh, it just flew up my face. <laughs> <laughs> he thought you were some seeds. <laughs> uh, yeah, for anyone who hasn't listened to a previous podcast, I have a bird. He likes to interject sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was bundled with a Nintendo GameCube, but it must have only been like early editions of it or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It definitely didn't come with mine, but I was never a early adopter of game systems, especially when I was, you know, little and didn't have my own money. I'm pretty um. sure we, like, I remember asking for it when it came out. Um, so maybe it came with it. Mm-hmm. I think it came with the, maybe the first release of the GameCube. There's one of this game on sale on Amazon for $984. Wow. So if you... <laughs> Say I know what to we sell. Learned... <laughs> yeah, we learned a lot of these Zelda games are really, really expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't have them, collecting them is fun. I just have to try and peel the, um, <laughs> GameCube stick, the GameStop <laughs> sticker off of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do whatever you want. You don't even have to. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's someone selling Legend this, like, Wind Waker for GameCube for, like, $50, no, $75? anyway it's listen. funny because i i bought that cheap like there's some yeah see it's just not for resale <laughs> yes yes <laughs> I, that's why i think it came bundled with the thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah try friend heroes a legend of zelda podcast i'm ellen i'm kayla and i'm cosm oh <laughs> and in this podcast huh? we didn't know uh, well, what order i was about to, to go second but <laughs> since kayla usually goes second i was about to be like i'm kayla <laughs> like wait no that's not right but it just it flows it definitely felt right. <laughs> what? It, wait, you were only in the you weren't in the podcast where I was introduced first. You're right. <laughs>
because Kayla always well, went first. And maybe I'm just used to, to being last. Being last. Being last. Yeah. <laughs> That's acceptable. I was just saying. So you are the uh, Johnny Come Lately to our podcast, so. <laughs> You're the third host, not the, <laughs> not the first two hosts. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny Come Lately. <laughs> what is this, 1950? <laughs> yes. That's when Zelda was released. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> Uh, Majora's Mask. Everywhere. But, uh, Unless you're talking yeah, Dark Knights are in a lot of games, but the Iron Knuckles specifically. Oh, interesting. Show up in uh, Ocarina and Majora's Mask, I think. Train. Train. Can't wait till we Tracks. talk about Spirit Tracks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be appropriate. We don't have to edit out any of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't realize that there was trains involved in Spirit Tracks. I just knew that there was a game called Spirit Tracks, and then I saw the cover <laughs> art recently, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes. I remember having sense. a lot of fun playing Spirit Tracks, even though it was kind of weird. But... Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to having a new opinion on handheld Zelda games because I didn't really like playing them as a younger person. Mm -hmm. So maybe it'll be different. Mm -hmm. And I also love Wind Waker. So mm -hmm. I mean, they're one of Phantom yeah, Hourglass are... is a direct sequel, at least I think. Yeah, yeah. Spirit Tracks is a like distant sequel. Yeah. It takes place like a hundred mm -hmm. years afterward or something. <laughs> In Zelda, that's a direct sequel. <laughs> yeah. I think there's like a couple characters that are still alive from the original, like Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass era. Oh. I, but, uh, <laughs> I like that in Breath <laughs> of the Wild, it's like, it does take place in the future, but it's like all the other NPCs are from 100 years ago. Like you're the only <laughs> one who's not old. It's yeah. <laughs> interesting. Well, it's like the whole game takes place in the future, and then it takes place 100 years after that future. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Because that's, like, officially the latest one, the latest game in the timeline. Uh, Spirit Tracks? No. Um, no Breath, Breath of the, the Wild. Wild. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It is interesting. Zelda 1 and Zelda 2 are chronologically some of the later games in the series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. According to... Um, <laughs> according the to... official timeline. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not Brian David Gilbert's timeline. Yeah, although it does make sense. Like, if you're going to slot it in, it does make sense just based on some yes. stuff in the games. But anyway, that's too complicated to get into. <laughs> later. <laughs> Save it for later. This is just yeah. the first two. They're sequential. Mm -hmm. We had a... We, we met...